is that what it is? Is that it's the house song? Music, yeah. Oh, I thought I was wondering if it was like uh, if there was gonna there be. Some there's words that get there eventually. Eventually, okay. I was just I was it's waiting for it. One of my newer it. songs that I got on them. I was waiting for it. I liked it though. It was it was nice uh, nice it's touch. Groovy. Place. Yeah, it is groovy. It was. I wasn't quite jamming because I was kind of waiting for the chorus, but it just never happened. Oh, okay. but that's okay. Okay, here we are. It's episode number seventy-one. This is Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy. I'm Ted. He's Wacy. Hello. And uh, you know, here we are. We're at. We're live from the. Well, not live. We're just recording. Recording it now, but it's live for us. Yeah, we're recording from the Valley Ridge Golf Course, home of the Canadian Cowboy Classic Golf Tournament, in support. Of the Canadian Prodeo Sports Medicine Team. Numerous other tournaments. It's coming back, too. Yeah, in September. So if you haven't registered yet, uh, they haven't actually been promoting it much yet, but uh, go get yourself entered up. Check it out. It's a beautiful golf course. Yeah, we had a nice day out here today. It was a, what is today, like a Tuesday or Monday? Today's Monday. Monday morning. Yeah, Monday Monday afternoon, golf round. Um, Here we are. How's things been going? How you almost got a hole in one today, Ted? Yeah, hey, that was cool, right? That was crazy. You piped it right off the pin. That was Hit pretty the cool. Pin. Hit the pin, and the, there was a divot that was like on the edge of the hole. Yeah, it was wild. That's, so, I, that's a, I've never seen anybody get that close to getting one. No, I like it was like it was cool. I would have been really pumped if it went in, but like I don't know, would we have got really messed up? Or what you think, or what? <laughs> you think we would have got drunk? I don't know what the I don't know what the etiquette around a hole in one is. I I've think never, I think it would have cost me a lot of money because I would have had to pay for everybody's beer at the lounge. Here. I feel like everybody buys your beer if you get a hole in one. I think it's the other way. I think it costs you a lot of money. But anyways, anyways, didn't happen. That's counterintuitive to me. Didn't happen. Yeah, it's kind of goofy, isn't it? Yeah. But didn't happen. Uh, still waiting the elusive hole in one. Didn't even get a birdie on the hole. Part it. No birdies for the boys today. <laughs> yeah, a little rough. No round. birdie juice. Bit of a rough round. Um, I need to stock my bag with some birdie juice. Don't actually have any in there. Just put a bottle of Fireball on there. Well, it keeps well. Like some schnapps. Would it keep well? Or is it too sugary? Would I that don't be bad? know. I don't know, dude. I smart. I, I just associate Fireball with birdie juice. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll take it into consideration. On another note, yeah. hockey's back. Hockey is back. Man, how really about that? Back. The the qualifier round. It was good. You wasn't get it? hockey from like 10:30 a.m. until 10:30 p.m. Well, even the even the playoffs are gonna be pretty good because there's like there's the same amount of the same uh, the first round is it's the same amount of uh, of series, isn't it? It's eight and eight. It's, yeah. It was eight and then there's eight again. So we're gonna have some like pretty big days of, but they'll they'll probably space it out a little longer because that was like a week, wasn't it? Like a week and everything was over. Yeah. Yeah. Like Saturday to Sunday, so it was like eight days. They did the whole thing. Yeah. Only one series went to five games. Uh, the Leafs lose after an amazing comeback in game four. Yeah. Columbus is a good team, five. man. They're, They're a scrappy solid, bunch. Eh? Uh, the, best, but the best thing about Columbus is just Torts wearing a tracksuit on the bench. <laughs> just F you to the dress code. What do you say? Like, is that like the, like, uh, I don't even know what you call it. I don't that. know. I, I think the, the dress code thing's cool, but then again, too, it's like, it's cool I don't know. Is it essential to the game? Because it like probably not. No, it's not, it doesn't do really much for it. No, right? it's kind of cool. It's, I'd rather see guys express themselves and, and stuff than and like torch wear a tracksuit. Yeah, and then just don't. And yeah, just, like really give the cold, give a cold shoulder to the media. I'm also like, happy Toronto lost because yeah. I hate the Leafs. And then they didn't win the draft lottery, which was even better, wasn't it? Neither did the Oilers, so that's even better. Yeah, I mean, they needed it the least probably. Okay, but let's go. Let's talk about the Oilers for a second. <laughs> so, I think. McDavid is a great player himself, but I don't think he's bringing up his teammates as much as he could be. In I what think he's, sense? I think he's. I think he's not as much of a team captain as a uh, Crosby. Like Crosby's, he brings up his team, 
where McDavid's kind of all for McDavid. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying this. I'm gonna, I might be totally wrong. I don't know what it's like in the room. But, like, I don't know if he brings up his teammates as much as the, those other great leaders. He's more out. I think he's more out for himself, honestly. Like, he's a great player. I would, I would say him that he's out for himself is a stretch because he wants to win. And the only way you can win, win is as a team. But, they, but he didn't play like that. Like, if you watch him play, he didn't play like that. Man, he put, I don't up, he put up like nine points in yeah, four games. Yeah, but that's that's I don't know. That's that's, that's am I am I way off on that? That's just kind of a hunch. Of he's that. more he's more, to me he's more of a lead by example kind of guy. Like okay. he, he he like leads by the way he plays. So if other people okay. see him playing at his best, he probably and and like you said, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So it's tough to see to know what his leadership style is like. But just from seeing the game, that the way I see it, it's a more of a lead by example. He gives his all every time he's out there. So I mean. I think it's the, when it comes to the Oilers, it stems from the back end out. Like they don't have a salt. Like their goaltending is shoddy. They don't have a. Yeah, a they don't have any. They don't have a, like elite. Or they don't have a top. They don't really have a top two defenseman guy. Essentially, you know what I mean. Like most teams have like like the Flames have Giordano. Your the Pens have Latang. Montreal's Shea Weber. Like all of those. Uh, Vancouver's Quinn Hughes. Like all of those teams have like a top two. High-end defenseman. We have Ethan Bear now, though, and we're gonna have yeah. Bober. But he's a, he's a top he's a top, top six defenseman. Top six, okay. At best, like you look at we his have, game. We have uh, we have Bear coming up though. It could be could be pretty good. And yeah. you've got you've got Broberg that could be a star. You've got Bouchard. But they need a guy now. Yeah, but but those guys aren't far off. They, like they need to go after a guy like Petrangelo. You think so? Yeah. Even with even with like with Bouchard and Broberg on the way, you still want to take. You still want to take Petrangelo? I would just say I don't think I don't they, don't. they don't have cap space. It's not going to happen. I know that, but they. That's who, like for example, like they, for an example like of a guy it. who they would need, right? Like yeah. they need a legit like top pairing happen. defenseman who you can count on like night in, night out to be your guy. Like that's what the Flames have with Giordano. He brings it every night. Like he's the most steady player on the whole on the team. But plus they have Anderson and they. Like, they, well, they got a, a good support staff on too. a normal year. They'd have Hamannik. They didn't have him this year. And Oilers, Edmonton would have had Mike, would have had Mike Green too, which would have been. A good asset. But then again, to he's at best. He's a, at this point in his career, he's a top six guy. Yeah. He's a, he's a just a, he's just a filler defenseman guy. He's not yeah. he's not an elite defenseman. Yeah. But then again, huh. you, you can play by committee. But I just I think from the back end, oh, the other and, and their bottom six is thin. Yeah. Super fair. thin. Their bottom six. And like a guy like Cassian didn't show up to the last eight minutes of the the elimination game. Well, he's playing on the fourth line the most of the time too, yeah. right? So yeah. I mean, and then you have like Tyler Ennis on your in your top six, and he got hurt, yeah. too. So. What and like get? like Josh Archibald, like there's holes in their lineup that need to be filled. Yeah, hmm. that's and what I think but, of the Oilers. And the issue is that they don't have uh, the cap space to do much either because they're no. so they have tied a lot up. of bad contracts in that organization. And like James Neal didn't have a great playoffs or like garbage qualifier. Uh, you got Smith and Koskinen. Koskinen was no hell. Like he was okay, but the best goalie, the best two goalies in the in the. Uh, qualifier round were fucking Cam Talbot and Carey Price. Carey Price. So the guy you gave up is one of the guys leading the team to the net into yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So, but this qualifier is kind of fucked, anyways. Really, because you look at it, and Edmonton should have been in the playoffs. They were fifth. Yeah, but right? the way with the amount of games left, the way that they played out the qualifier made sense. Like those teams had a chance to make the playoffs. Like Edmonton could have, could have went on a slide. Like yeah. Calgary could have went in, but in not deeper. three games. They had like twelve left, right? There was there was more than three games left. A lot, I that's what I mean. A lot, can, ha- a lot can happen in twelve games, though. Yeah. Like, so, I, but th- what about the NBA finishing out the season? They did. They only played twelve, ten or twelve games. They didn't finish the season out. That's they only needed to play ten or twelve. Yeah. Games. I don't know. I I think the w- the way the NHL went about it, I think you gave every team the right amount of 
the right opportunity because it was like it was based on point percentage. So that's like throughout your whole season. So like if you go off your point percentage, you're likely going to finish at that same, unless you go on a heater in the last ten games. But of the Edmonton season, wasn't right? going to fall right out. They were fifth. They were going to make it. They were going to probably make the playoffs. Right. Instead, but, Arizona, uh, Montreal, Chicago, who were like they had like a one in a hundred chance of making it, are in now. Yeah. Like I feel that's like that kind of seems. But, weird. But the, and, and then they heading like, into that though, they mathematically had a chance, but then this qualifier gave them like a fifty-fifty shot instead of a like one in one hundred, which is what the true odds were before. For, for sure, but as the better team, Edmonton should have played better too. They should have. It, it was should have been more urgency. And so I think. Else. So I think the odds may have changed for them making the playoffs, but you didn't make it. It was even for everybody. Like nobody had an advantage over anybody. You know what I mean? Like. Like they're heading into the Chicago Edmonton series, it was there was no nobody had a better odd like there was nobody who was above each other when it came to the odds of making through. Edmonton as the better team, Edmonton should have won. Yeah, same with same with Pittsburgh. Yeah. Same with probably Nashville and who else got upset? Uh, well Toronto. Toronto yeah, Toronto getting upset too, because they they should have made the playoffs as well. But it's a fucked up year and another thing is that we're we're not very far we're not very far off of, we don't well, we don't even know when the next season's gonna even start either. Yeah, well, it's not, I think they sound like November, November, December. Yeah, November, December. In there. And they want to play eighty-two games again. Yeah. So I don't I know. hope it gets. I th- it I, I like the format honestly. I I think everybody it's cool everybody, too. everybody had a shot. And the draft lottery today was uh, well, that was that was neat. You know, to, for all yeah. those teams to have a chance. I like how they pulled it live. They didn't have like the cards like pre-made. Yeah, they just pulled the ball live to who was going to get the who pick. Who was going to get the cool. pick? Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I'm I'm pumped. It's back. It's good to have some like. Oh yeah, it's normal awesome seats. To have like some sports. I've been down like the Rose and Crown and watched hockey on their 80 yeah. inch TV. Like, we even put a sick. TV outside out in the backyard. Oh man, it's it's it's, it's cool. Like it's it's weird like having hockey in August, but it's also sweet. It's you also pretty cool. Chill on the patio and have some beers have and watch beer. some hockey and and then plus and meaningful hockey, which is good. Yeah, and then uh, I think as far as you go with the different sports, the NHL is doing, the NHL and the NBA are doing the best job of yeah. Of the bubble. I saw that the stat today. In the last four weeks or five weeks, NHL's done eleven thousand eight hundred tests and had not one positive test. That's impressive. Yeah, and that but that's that's great. And then they look at the MLB. Oh gosh, <laughs> it's a fucking joke. Oh gosh. Yeah, we won't go there. But but then uh, we got some events coming back. The PBR was back uh, last weekend in uh, in Bismarck, North Dakota. This yep. weekend they're back in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Um, after that, you've got uh, I'm not sure where else they're going in the next. You're going to PA got, soon. Yeah, going to PA this week. Uh, it'll come out actually. This show will come out uh, the day before PA. Got Tanner Burns going to have a bull ride in there on uh, on the Thursday, like basically tomorrow. Basically, when you're listening to this, uh, Thursday the 13th, and we're going to the Glen Keeley coming up here. And uh, what else? We got one in Clooney, Strathmore later in the month uh, on uh, Labor Day. So mm-hmm. it's nice to have a few back. These are coming back for but sure. They're coming back for like a month, and then I don't know what. The fall is going to look like. We'll we'll see how that's that the, looks. That's the tough part okay. with this whole thing is just you don't never know what it's going to be like. Yeah, if school's th- coming back. I I don't I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure what to yeah. think. Yeah, so we'll see what it looks like. Anyways, yeah. anyways. So so this week though, uh, on our show we've got Mr. Robert Bowers. That was a, that was a fun interview we did here. He's I think a cool he, guy. Uh, hopefully everybody enjoys the show this week. Uh, to, thanks again to Robert for being on the show, taking the time to uh, to visit with us and. Uh, Enjoy cowboy shit here. This is uh, episode number 71. Ted Stoven and Wacey Anderson live from Valley Ridge Golf Course here in Calgary, Alberta. We'll be back with, with Robert Bowers after this. It's my first time. 
first time? It is my first time. My first time doing the intro. See how I see how good my writing skills are. <laughs> you gonna pull a full Brett Gardner on this? What does that mean? Oh no, probably not. Oh, our next guest is one of Canada's greatest rodeo athletes, qualifying for the CFR eight times, the Wrangler NFR three times, and the PBR World Finals twice. He won his first Canadian bull riding championship in 1997, and he could also hold his own in the bareback riding. From Brooks, Alberta, it's Robert Bowers. Welcome to Cowboy Shit. Hey, guys. Thank you very much. I think I crushed that. It was it was kind of like you you read it, though. You were Well, I have to read it. <laughs> I didn't memorize it. <laughs> but like, but I like, wrote it this uh, morning. <laughs> but, but it wasn't like you really... You We're not at a rodeo. Yeah, but, but it's We're having like, a conversation. It's big time. It's the podcast. you got to pump it up, man. I thought it was like I liked it. I yeah, thought it was pretty That's yeah, all that matters. Sounds as, long good as, guest, to me. as long as the Ted, guest likes it, we're doing okay. Ted's going to be the critic here. I'm yeah, just being yeah. hard on the kid. Yeah, that's rude. <laughs> mean. Well, you're so two day. Going? Oh, two it's day my day. Okay. This is crazy because I've been a fan of yours ever since I was a kid, so <laughs> it's good to have a conversation. So going back to the beginning, like, how do you talk about, about how you got your start within rodeo and kind of your path that way? It's, I, I was just like any other cowboy bull rider, you know, uh, how many times you've heard this story that we, I grew up around it and all I wanted to do was ride bulls. Uh, I was going to be a rodeo cowboy and my dad rodeoed and, um, growing up on the weekends, we were at the rodeos where, you know, started out like most kids back then we were collecting beer cans and everything and going to the, to rodeos every weekend that we could. And, and that was the only thing I wanted to do. Uh, uh, so you also got to compete for Team Canada, right? At the 98 Olympics? No, <laughs> 02. 2002. 02? Yeah. Okay, sorry. 2002. <laughs> He's not that old. Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Sorry. <laughs> I, seen, I just thought Calgary was like Olympics. <laughs> Did he say Alberta. 88 or 98? I said 88. I said 88. He said 88. Oh, He's trying to say 88. Yeah, yeah. I was like, come on, yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, talk about your experience like competing for Team Canada at, at the Olympic stage. It was cool. Uh, uh, you know, like there's... As far as the world stage of sports, there's not really any place bigger, right? So that uh, to be a part of that and in Salt Lake City, Utah was was pretty cool. And, and just to get selected as because it was all kind of uh, based on qualifications and selections on who was on Team Canada. And I got to go in the bull riding and it was, you know, like that's a big stage. It, we were there. It was mostly as exhibitions, but I mean, it's still we're we're actually competing for medals, and and it was a really neat experience to be around that kind of thing. Um, I didn't do very well. I actually broke my thumb um, two weeks before that in Fort Worth, Texas, and was riding with a cast that whole week. And I think I only rode one of my bulls, and wasn't wasn't a very good experience as far as my riding went. But uh, did but you guys amazing have to stay to in like the athlete village and stuff too. No, no, okay. we actually we just stayed on in hotels and on our own. Yeah, it. Um, we weren't in amongst the the other Olympic athletes that much, but uh, but it was still. We knew we were part of the Olympics. We we knew what was going on, and and everybody there did too, right? Like they came to watch the Olympic rodeo. So, so it was pretty cool, and that's also something I was found pretty neat i followed my, my dad rode in the olympics in australia or he was bulldogger he i guess he didn't ride but yeah he so he was an olympic athlete himself and and then kyle was also in the bareback riding at salt lake city so that's that's pretty cool for us to our, our family to be olympic athletes 
What was the Australian Olympic rodeo? I don't know that one. Uh, they same kind of thing. It was a, more of an exhibition part of the yeah. Olympics. Oh, what year? I I honestly couldn't even tell you what year that was. That would have been back in seventies or something. Seventies or eighties? Yeah. That. Yeah. Ninety-eight <laughs> was that was <laughs> Calgary. Yeah, it wasn't eighty-eight. It, but yeah, he was down there. Dad went down for that. I didn't know they Australia. had one. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know about that one. I only. I only ever remember Calgary and Salt Lake. Right. But that's. Yeah, I'll have to dig up some more info on that. Before all our times. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, talk about the format of that Olympic rodeo, though. I'm, c- I'm kind of curious. I never really knew. It was a couple different rounds, and then it was kind of a team format, but there was individual medals, too. Yep. Yeah. Because there's only two teams, I guess, but still. It, uh, I Honestly, I, I don't remember a whole bunch of the thing. The, the, that's quite a while ago, and, and not having a very good uh, event overall probably block most of it out but but yeah it was it was i want to say it was three rounds uh qualifying or long rounds and uh and then a short round and the the team aspect they they had everybody set up it was all the u.s against canada and and there was five five or six contestants in each event on each team and so 12 in each event kind of thing whatever and uh yeah it was getting a chance to ride for those those medals in in each event and then also be part of the team and and riding for team canada it it was a really cool event i want to go back to to the nfr or or any other big event what's your most memorable bull ride oh i got lots actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> we we could talk about these for a while That's, let's do a couple this this is the fun part right like talking about the old history and the rides and um I've actually been listening to your guys' podcast and yeah. caught up, and yeah. I, I haven't listened to every single one. I'm not going to say that, but I have listened okay. to quite a few. And you're and doing some better of the than guys, and better than most guests. <laughs> so, some of the questions and stuff. So I I was thinking about some stuff and and uh, and listening to Scott Schiffner. He he yeah. actually said it perfect. Like when he said that he really remembers his old rides, like from ten, twelve years ago. Yeah, and they're all clear in there, but then. Later on, once he started getting his kids going and, and doing other stuff with them, he, he remembers more of what they're doing and what's going on with them and what, what yeah. they're doing at for different rodeos, right? And and that I was really thinking about it then at that time. And I can go back and think about old bull rides from 20 years ago. Yeah. And I remember them way better than the rides I remember from 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it is funny how you're your memory just kind of you're when you're really into it and you're going and you're you're enthusiastic about everything or once you get later on and you start having other things to think about and other yeah. things going on your your memory then isn't quite as good on them rides i know the same thing like i remember i knew what, how much money i won and what my scores were for the first three or four years that i competed right and i still remember some of those numbers mm-hmm. but now but even later on i i yeah. couldn't tell you and it, and it's it's bad for us to say you know well i, oh. I guess i was obviously more enthusiastic when i first started uh, but i think everybody is that's yeah. you're, you're gonna be enthusiastic and getting into it and, yeah and then once you get on the grind and been on the road for 10 years yeah. you, you, <laughs> you kind of start not remembering all the details as much but but yeah going back to some of them rides and i've been thinking about them recently yeah. and and Do you got any 93s in the slack like Shifter? No, <laughs> no, nothing in slack like that. That's for sure. That, that's a big slack ride, right? Um, my biggest score, my biggest ride was actually in Bremerton, Washington on Red Wolf of Grounies. 
Don Kish's, um, was 94 points there. And it was actually um, when he was a bounty bull. And really? he actually won the bounty that day, and it was a $12,500 bounty. Oh, oh good deal. Um, More than you yeah. want at the rodeo in Bremerton. What's that? More than yeah, you wanted the rodeo. <laughs> Way more. <laughs> yes, it was actually. It was yeah. like three times as much as yeah. I wanted the rodeo. Yeah. Um, and that was also a really cool experience, too, because uh, Adriano, it, uh, that would have been 1996, the year he was Bully of the Year. Okay. Um, it was in the fall. That was actually one thing made Don Kish a little bit mad because they was Canadian kid who'd never been to the NFR or anything <laughs> yeah, yet. 96, 96 you're like, you're a rookie. Yeah, well, I wasn't quite a rookie, but I was pretty new. Yeah. And I come out and I rode his bull that he had a big chance at bull of the year that year. And he, he was pretty scared that it was going to cost his bull yeah. bull of the year that year. So he was a little bit upset about that one. But uh, still worked out, and the bull ended up winning bull of the year. Um, Adriano Marias, though, was there that day, and he had actually just rode the bull two weeks before that. He, the bull didn't have the bounty on him at, at that time. <laughs> yeah. And so it kind of sucked for him to, to ride him and not get the bounty. He probably but rode him at a PBR. Yeah, it must have been. I, I honestly, I'm not even sure where it was. but uh, it, Or just wasn't a Dodge rodeo. Yeah. That could have been because it was a Dodge bounty. Um, but yeah, he was there in Bremerton and helped me on that day and, you know, really talked to me about the bull. And and I was a young guy on the road at that time, right? And Adrian yeah. Marias was, was one of the big names and... That was pretty cool. He was there. He pulled me a rope and told me, but he was, that bull was not very good in the shoot. He was, yeah. one thing, he was so damn big. You yeah. could never really get your legs down beside him. And uh, and so it was pretty cool having him there after he just rode him and, and then be able to ride him that day was, was a big deal. And uh, something very vivid in my mind, because like I say, that was back in the day when, when I was yeah. really probably more enthusiastic about it than after being on the road for 10 years <laughs> your first couple seasons too like because you yep. I, I don't have the stats and i didn't i didn't uh refresh on where you were in 96 your first oh, nfr was 97 guy. come on <laughs> yeah. what the Teddy. Hell? Stat guy. they only go a whole podcast for for you they only the show <laughs> they only show the uh the top 20 though so you must have been just outside the top 20 in 96 because yeah. your first nfr was 97 N- my first nfr was 97 yeah. i'm not even sure where i was in, in 96 where i would okay. end up um, I couldn't remember at all if okay. I was close or not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Quite a while ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so ninety four on Red Wolf. Then what's the yep. next one? Um, some other my most memorable rides. Maybe not like the biggest the high scores, big scores. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, one of the first rodeos that I ever drove down to, um, which would have been in ninety four, I drove down to uh, San Jose, California. Oh really? And was by myself. First time kind of on the road and entered up. I was in college and, and going to college in, Where in was that? Idaho, College of Southern Idaho. Okay, yeah. That's that, that's not Pocatello. No, uh, Twin Falls, Idaho. Twin Falls, yeah. yeah. That's where Oren went, too. Yeah, Larson. Sean Davis was yeah, the Sean coach Davis, there. Yep. Yeah, there you go. So, um, But yeah, I had just kind of been getting on the road and drove down. This is my first big trip going to a, a real a pro rodeo. And, and in the fall or spring? Uh, I don't even remember. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't tell you that. Minor details. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was driving to this rodeo anyway and did callbacks and a ground, it's a groundy rodeo and they only ever give you numbers. They never give you any names. So I got 624. I'm headed to San Jose and I show up by myself and don't really know anybody around. And And there's no pro bull stats to know what 624 is. No clue. Right. So I, uh, show up at the rodeo and I go through the back pens and looking around and I can see it on you guys' face. You're trying to think of what 624 is, right? I might have to go look it up. Yeah. <laughs> you can probably um, it now. 
but I'm uh, I'm in the back and in, in the pens and I'm looking around and I can't find 624. Finally, I find this one bull over by himself in a pen. This thing looks like a steer. I'm like, oh boy, some local guy brought in his little steer to come try out for drone ground. ground. He trying black, to black white brockle face. Black white brockle <laughs> face. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, wolf man. Yeah, exactly. And I, I had no idea. <laughs> I'm standing there on the shoots. I'm mad. I'm like, oh come on! I drove all the way down for here this one little of runt? My first yeah. rodeos, and I got somebody's little calf that's bringing him in. Yeah, and uh, and then I got talking to somebody or whatever sitting on the fence and. And they're like, oh, wow, uh, yeah, Wolfman's out today, right? That's yeah. pretty cool. And I was like, oh, where is he? Where is he? And the they guy pointed him out you. and said, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the one, right <laughs> that's, that's one I got. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, they were on 100. They were 100 on him five years ago. Yeah. So he was old by 94. Well, older by 94. Older, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I mean, I knew who the bull was. I yeah. just never knew his number. Didn't, yeah. know didn't his number, have a clue. Yeah. And, and never even expected it when I, when I come in and, and look, right? Like <laughs> yeah. I, First pro rodeo, you get yeah. Wolfman. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the big show, bud. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And uh, he stepped out of the gate, went to the left into my hand, and I was 91 points on him. First pro mm. rodeo. Yeah. Hopefully you I, won. I, I don't think it was actually my first pro rodeo. Okay. It, it was like the first one that I went on a first big road PRCA trip First PRCA pro rodeo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get you. I had, I, like, I had run or got my, won the permit award in, in Canada and, and been to some pro rodeos. Yeah. But the first one that I actually went on a road trip by myself with and yeah. two and... Because uh, the permit award was 93. 93, yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. What do you need, Waze? She's whining? Okay, we'll keep going here. Okay. Uh, Okay, yeah. so Wolfman, that's just unreal. Like who and who else was there that day? Like you were uh, ninety four. Like that'd be like Ty, Tough, Jim. Like all the wolves were there. Like all that's when you got around. to go. Yeah, and I I couldn't tell you who was at that roadie or anything. That's yeah. that's way long time ago. That's a I long way. Long ways to San Jose too from from for sure from Twin Falls. Yeah, probably a 18, 20 hour drive. Uh, I don't know quite that Maybe far, 15. but it, it, quite a ways. Yeah, yeah quite a ways. So I mean that was. Damn. That was quite an experience, and that's one of them rides that really sticks out in my mind, right? Like that's, yeah, oh yeah. That's from... It'd who, be bad who, if you forgot that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and, and plus, he's Wolf such Man. a cool bull, right? Like, he's, yeah. everybody knew who Wolfman was, and yeah. and so that was pretty cool. Dang. Yeah. Some other rides that really stick out, um, there, there was two bulls that actually scared me. And like when I was it the one that did that Rob talked about Bell the other day? No, that was a different bull, right? Yeah, that was different. That was, that a was fear and too. No, or no? He, he that was fear and evil in Northcotts. Northcott, okay. Yeah, and but that was the one that was it. He was in Cheyenne, I thought. Northcott wouldn't. Well, I guess it w- back then it no, wasn't. No, okay. it wasn't. It, I I got bull? on Wolf or Fear No Evil twice. Once at Calgary, where yeah. I hung up. Was yeah. like one of the worst hangups I've ever had. I think there's video of that still circulating. Right? The the worst, bu- the meanest bull in Canada at the time. Yeah, and that was like one of the worst hangups. And there's actually pictures of me with my hand in my rope, underneath his belly, between his back legs, Ooh. and his balls in my other hand. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for anything to pull myself up to get to my feet to try and get up, and that I ended up with his balls in my Grab hand the bull by the balls. and was pulling to lift myself up. I got to look back and see what that bull was, though. That I don't know. I'm not you, sure. I actually listened try- to Rob's podcast, too, because I yeah, wanted we, to know what he talked yeah, about. Yeah, we got <laughs> to talk about that story later. <laughs> oh, yeah. But So there was... But what was the one? He was going from Cheyenne to Salinas, and it was a Salinas bull, and it was a big... I thought it was a... Would it be a trick-or-treat or something? No, mm. it wouldn't have been that. But it was like a maybe a Dan Russell or would have been a Kish Bull or a Grounding Bull. I can't remember. I always go back to it anyways. But yeah, I'm not sure that. Sidebar. Huh. So... 
But there were, yeah, there was like two bulls that I really remember that it scared me. Once I knew yeah. I had them, once I had them drawed or whatever, I, they actually scared me. And one was White Lightning. Or, okay. or Lightning Strike, sorry. Oh, okay. Lightning Strike of Dan Russell's. Okay. I had him at St. Paul, Oregon. And on he, the fourth run. Yeah, on the so July 4th run. Were you hopefully kind of busy enough that it that it, you were distracted a little bit by the time you got there? Tried to keep myself distracted, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> right? Because he was one of them bulls that was pretty mean, and he was yeah. a bucker. He was one of the best ones around at the time. And so I, I knew it was a pretty important ride and, and got there and rode him, and I think I was 91 on him. Oh, wow. So, or 90. I was 90 points. And were you in Malala... Later that day? Could have been. Could have been. Uh, yeah, I imagine. But, <laughs> Probably, you know, yeah. my focus was definitely on lightning strike. At, oh, yeah. Uh, that'd be good, that'd be that good feeling to, like, to slay that dragon, like, in your mind. Hey, Absolutely. Like, and and going to that point, the, the other bull that actually did really scare me was Rampage. Um, I had a uh, 101 Rampage at a PBR event, and it was in the short round. So, or sorry, it was the second round, and didn't really know I had had him until that night before. Well, that night before in the hotel, I was staying with uh, Justin McKee. Oh yeah. And I guarantee you, I didn't sleep for an hour. Oh no. I was that was that was one bull that actually did scare me. And then that next day, I got on him and got him rode. I think I was eighty-seven points. Oh wow. And too scared to fall off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And that that was definitely one of them bulls. You know, like he'd banged a lot of guys' faces. So Yo, it, it, that was one of them bulls that was really. Really in the back of my mind, and, and once I had him, I knew that I I hadn't been scared too many times, but that one definitely scared me. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, and to get him rode, too. Like most times you think of those stories, and the guy doesn't get, doesn't guy get the doesn't job get done. Any, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, oh, man, like, bat beat that in, in your mind. their head so yeah. much, right? That's impressive. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we got uh, a couple of really big rides, a couple of uh, bulls you were... Um, what would you say? A little worried about, maybe? Also, scared of. S- scared I, absolutely. of? Absolutely. Yeah. I, like, I, there wasn't too many bulls that scared me, but those two, yeah. those were the two, two times that I really remember being scared going to. <laughs> and then, uh, and then after that, you've got uh, a couple more you want to get into, or, or yeah, go to the next sure. Piece? I just, keep I going. Love I talking about these bull rides. It's yeah, been a awesome. long time, right? Like, I, I've, I've been kind of away from rodeo a little bit, and, yeah. and the chance to come and and Is talk about more? these bull rides and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and. I'm not like a big bragger. I don't really yeah. throw it out there and talk about stuff. But I mean, this is different for a podcast. It's not. It's, well, it's not bragging now, right? No, it's reminiscing. Yeah, now. right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, there was another bull that was pretty big. Was Crossfire Hurricane? Oh yeah. Um, I had him in uh, uh, one of the Bud Light Oklahoma. Cups of the day. No, it was a. It was a rodeo. S- uh, smaller a PBR. Okay, but it was one of the uh, challengers at the time. Uh, what the heck were they called? Challenger tour or was it something before that? Was it like it was before that? It, it was J.W. Hart's uh, Invitational anyway. And in Decatur or no? That was no. It would have been oh, I don't know where it would have been in Oklahoma. It's Oklahoma anyway, and and uh, Crossfire Hurricane is an elite yeah, bull at the time. Crossfire Hurricane, early two thousands. Same, yeah, around that time. I, I remember Rob and I were there. Rob Bell and I were down there yeah. at that one, and, and uh, he was definitely one of them big name bulls that yeah. that a guy knew about, and getting on him was. I remember this ride so much because it was actually one of the rides that Rob said, wow, you know, that was a good bull ride. And He uh, doesn't say that. He, he, he didn't say <laughs> that very often, yeah. It, all the times that we traveled together, there wasn't very many times that he actually said, wow, that was a good bull ride. So, <laughs> But that one got his but, attention. Yeah. And, Woke him um, up, he's like, yeah, that was a good bull ride. And I Dang. really remember that one, too, because the he was bad in the shoot. That, that was a bull that very many guys like He you, wasn't that big either. He, 
he was fairly wide. Like he, okay. he, he wasn't like a huge bull, but he was wide. Wide. And he leaned. He, he uh. was a terrible, terrible leaner. Like you, you couldn't get that bull to stand in the middle. And I, he leaned to the back side of the chute on left side. So I had my left hand down and had my left foot up. My left foot was literally higher than my hand and my rope. Oh geez, and and he was one of those was ones no that moving. just pushes and just yeah. pushes right up against you against the backside of the chute. You can't and just get stood nothing. there and just nothing. Right, and he won't move. You can mess with him all you want. Won't yeah. move. Yeah, and so I, uh, I finally just I said, okay, let's. You Fine. guys ready? Where you got the flank? Let's yeah. get it. And I took him, and literally my left foot was higher than my my hand in my rope, and jumped out, and he was around the right, couple rounds back to the left, and that was that one really stuck out too. For that, you know, like it was to to have to leave the right shoot. for you instead of left. Yeah, instead of coming into that <laughs> foot Spurred that's not even jump. sat down, right? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, to le- have to leave the shoot in that situation was was one of those up times that I remember really yeah. sticking out and on a bull like that. Yeah, on a, on a bull that really bucked, right? So. Yeah, and then you rode him though again. Yeah. Yeah, Sounds them. like all these stories have happy endings at this point. Well, that's nice, yeah. That's geez. the ones I like to reminisce <laughs> about, don't it? Isn't it? It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah. I can tell you about some of the wrecks. Like, uh, Let's get into that Fear later. Fear No Evil and yeah. Calgary. <laughs> Let's get into that later. Okay. Let's talk about more of these big rides. The good rides, yeah. It's good. Yeah. These, are like, these are bulls that we, like, a lot A lot of the folks that are listening will know. Right. Wolfman, Red Bull. Well, a, lot of, a lot of it, too, like the early <laughs> 2000 stuff was like, us growing up, like watched, like we watched a lot yeah. of these rides. That's what like. got a lot of us up here into yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. really, right? Mm-hmm. We'd see you guys in the in the programs we could buy in the drugstore. Like the PBR was really getting right? serious. PBR, on yeah. TV yeah. I remember I watched, P- I'd watch so. PBR every Saturday night on LLN, and like, yeah. like you and Rob would be on it all the time. And right. Exactly. Yeah. And Ruben mm-hmm. would be on there. We got to get yep. Ruben on the show sometime too. That'd be cool. That. I've talked to him about it. We just haven't got it lined up yet. Yeah. We're gonna have Kagan on in a while too. Awesome. I've never talked. I've never met him really before. So oh, really? I think that'll uh, be cool too. I have to get one of the, one of the nice guys at rodeo back in the day. Yeah, so. I have to get some dirt on him here from you before <laughs> we get to do the show. I uh, do. I got a couple stories. Yeah? I can say. And <laughs> I have your, your chance to have a, you have a voice now to share some stories with the boys after Rob <laughs> had a couple. Yeah, uh, yeah. Last time. <laughs> so I got. We got to ask more some more of these bull rides though, and like mm-hmm. some of the guys you're around. Like when you went, just went over there for a sec, waste. We were talking that like. That Robert was there when like Ty was riding and mm-hmm. and and uh, tough and like right in the middle of the some mm-hmm. of the most elite names ever. Right? Adriano, you rode right with those guys. Yep, and yeah, beat them. Bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beat them right? lots. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, the NFR, Cody Custer, um, Jim Sharp, uh, Tough Hedeman. I mean Jerome um, Davis too. Yeah, Jerome was there. Was around. Clint um, Bronger was. Just no, he was he was kind of yeah just he was finishing. at the end when when I had started ninety three ninety four he was wrapping just up finishing, yep. Mm. Once he once you started going more, who'd you travel with the most down yeah. there? Once you kind of got your established, I guess. Um, there was a lot of Canadian guys going at the time too, though. Yeah, there was a few guys. Yeah, that yeah. We were, I was on the road at the same time as like Austin Beasley, Kay. Kelly Armstrong, Kelly, um, yeah. Wade Joyal, Daryl Mills. Daryl Daryl was just, just kind of finishing up right then. Because yeah. um, ninety four was his last NFR. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Glenn Keeley, Glenn, yeah. rode with Glenn a lot. Um, well, you would would you have been there in Albuquerque? Then? No, I wasn't. You weren't no. there. No, I wasn't there. You were close, but probably. definitely was on the road at the time, and yeah, yeah. Knew, knew the story, knew or wow. heard what happened, right? And that was that was one of the tough losses for the rodeo game for sure. That'd be a, a night where you'd re- remember that forever. Yeah. You'd, mm-hmm. When you remember when you got yeah. that call. Yeah, it wasn't too long after that. Actually, I did. I got on Promised Land one time. Really, and, and uh, you know it's. 
I can't say that it that was something that scared me, but it was it was definitely it in the back of your you. mind, right? Yeah. Like you're thinking, oh man, I I knew Glenn, right? I I'd, yeah, I'd my friend started yeah. growing up or not really grew up with Glenn, but I rode with Glenn at the same time, or, yeah. right? So because he was a bit older than you, yeah, a little bit, yeah. So we I I knew that whole situation and story, and 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 I'd got on Promised Land not too long after that. I couldn't. I don't remember for sure if it was like a month later or a year later, but yeah. it wasn't too long after, and and. There's one I didn't get rode. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna ask, did you ride that one? Dude? No, I didn't. No, that was that bull was strong, man. That that bull was big and strong, and he got me. So, so but. Crossfire Hurricane, there would have been, would have like, Mudslinger been around? Like, would you have been on bulls like Mudslinger and like, yeah, like he the was Moody there. Blues I never like, drew Mudslinger. The one that I always wanted to. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Just yeah. like a. A souped up like ninety pointer, oh, like you, man, yeah. that a lot of guys like rode them. Feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One bull that I really missed that out on was uh, Gerlitz's Millennium. Oh yeah. And when he went south and they sold him down there, and I, man, I wanted to get on that bull one day too because that yeah. bull looked like he felt amazing. I bet. And another bull that I kind of missed out on, and I wish I would have been able. Wish to Wish I would have. Well, and then yeah. uh, what about like Lights Out, or was he a little later? Yeah. No, I got on Lights Out. Lights Out. Yeah. At the Canadian Finals, actually. Oh yeah, well, because yep. I've been thinking that's going to come up as soon as the CFR memories. Yep. You like, bet. What's your? Oh, I got some more bull rides we can talk about. Yeah, keep yeah, going. L- keep this is some great. of these bull rides. So keep we can get going. into some of the Canadian bull rides. Um, uh, lights well, out. Like, what about Vigilante uh, at the Calgary? Like, you, yeah, that was for the fifty thousand that year. No, no, no it was, was like eighty-five thousand. But yeah, but the first round. Yeah, the yeah. F- the first round the Calgary Stampede that I got there. Yeah, because um, you were ninety on that day too, weren't you? I yeah. was 90 on him, and then actually I rode him again, too, at the Canadian Finals yeah. with my right hand. Okay. Um, I, one year at the Canadian Finals, I had to get on through the whole Canadian Finals. Because he was really up up and down, wasn't he? Like, really? Big blue high, yeah. He was a big yeah. blower. And, yeah, and okay. Wasn't, wasn't, like, the coolest. F- he, he was big. Like, he was a pretty big yeah. bull, so he wasn't, like, one of them really neat, snappy ones, but he was big and blowy and, and had a fair bit of power. Wasn't wasn't maybe the strongest but definitely a good bull to get on so you rode and an entire canadian finals with the wrong hand yeah i rode the entire canadian finals with the how'd wrong that hand go did you uh not great th- not the not <laughs> the best but the last round i had vigilante and finished off with a big one that was i rode him and was uh 89 or 90 there i probably remember. won the round no i won second rob oh, rode really? uh heaven on earth oh it was 03 the year that he won his third title is that what it was? That yeah. was it, yeah, because he he was he was like ninety three on Heaven on Earth that yes. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a bunch. Actually, yeah. I remember being there. And now you say that I think I was ninety one. He was ninety ninety three. Uh, ninety three. Yeah. Yeah, because so yeah, we that was the year. That was his third title. Yeah, the wrong hand. And for I came Robin. In <laughs> for yeah, with that That's one, wild. rode him there with the wrong hand, and then one. that that one at Calgary that you brought up with Vigilante yeah. was the first round of the year that you won it. Two thousand four. Four. Yeah. 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 And. I'd been having a terrible summer. Uh, it had been, I'd been falling off a lot. I actually was growing out a playoff beard because because <laughs> you fell I off had so fell long. off so much, and I said <laughs> I am not shaving until I stay on something. Oh not dear. even that I was waiting to place anywhere. Yeah. I was waiting to stay Damn, on something, yeah. and I had a full beard by the time I got to Calgary Stampede. <laughs> so it had been a little while, and uh, had vigilante in the first round, and had seen the bull, kind of knew what he was, and was really excited about having him. Won the first round and 90 points, and yeah. then uh, had whiteout of um, Bruce Sundstrom's in the second round, and placed again in that round, and then had a bull of Kessler's. Huh, don't remember his name. He's a white one. He bucked me off on uh, 
on what would have been the Saturday. And then the Sunday. Sunday's in the 10 round, right? Oh, no, I got those two mixed up. It, it would have been Kessler's Bull in the second round yep. that I bucked off of. And then Sunday I made the the final day, round. whatever, the 10 round. Yeah. And that's where I got on white out of, of uh, okay, and then rode Bruce Sundstrom's Rode him. Okay. And then in the final round, short round, the final four, I got on Final Fantasy of Gerlitz's. Black Bull. Yep. Yeah, Black Mealy right. Bull. And won, the, won all the money. Won all the money. It was the only one that stayed on. So yeah, that was, that was like eighty five thousand, wasn't it? Uh, ended up my check was seventy six thousand. Seventy six. That yeah. would be that would be before the hundred thousand bonus. Correct. Center, yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. It, it, was, it was still fifty thousand for first. Two but years before. It was the first year that they did second, uh, second place, and ended it was up twenty five grand. Yeah, it was twenty five thousand, and I was the only one that stayed on nice. in the final four. So I got first and second place got for seventy five thousand total plus the the biggest ground money, money check ever. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a, that's not a bad slum buster, hey. No, right? Yeah, how about, uh, and I did. I shaved my beard after that first round <laughs> yeah. and came back and and uh, worked out pretty dang good. Oh wow. Okay, mm-hmm. biggest yeah, biggest CFR moment was it was it the vigilante ride in, with the right hand or what else? No, was that was one of the coolest moments. I remember that one right because I was yeah. getting all with my yeah. right hand and, and riding that bull again and doing well, at the yeah. CFR. Um, the, my biggest moment in Edmonton would have been in 1997. Winning the title. Winning the title. Um, going into the sixth round, uh, Kelly Armstrong and I were really close. We we yeah. were battling it out for the championship, and that's when it was uh, the winner-take-all, sudden-death yeah. thing. Um, and we'd both been having a good finals. Uh, going into the sixth round, Kelly, we, we were basically neck and neck who whoever rode whoever got the biggest score was going to win it yeah and kelly rode first and he rode his bull i don't remember how many he was or what he even got on but uh i definitely remember what i got on and it was blackjack at kessler's and he was the black crooked horn bull that really was not my pick in the pen he he was the kind of bull that was probably not very good for my style and not a bull that i was really supposed to ride and but I seen Kelly ride and the pressure was on. I had to stay on this bull and uh ended up sticking it on him and got one of my coolest pictures too is from that ride on that bull. Um he was out around the right couple ju- couple rounds and then jumped ahead. He was really moved ahead that bull and he come back around the left and got by him and got him rode and ended up winning the championship or Going in when the pressure again, you know, with the last, the final round of the biggest event of the year and, and was pretty happy getting that one road. So that was definitely my biggest Canadian finals moment. And that's the buckle you're still wearing today. No, actually I wear my high point buckle. Oh, your high point. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I wear the high point buckle. I did definitely wear that buckle for a long time. That was 97 was, uh, my big Canadian championship. Right. So I've basically wore the same kind of buckle. My whole career, one or the other, the same yeah, year, right? Because they were they were the they're the same style of buckle, same yeah. same look and everything. Um, but 2002, winning the High Point Championship in Canada, um, going to the Canadian Finals in two events. It was the first time I'd done it in a long yeah. time. First time I think anybody had done it for quite a while in and two Rostock events. Each, yeah, yeah. So it was uh, probably the last one to do it. Even I, I, I'm not 100. percent We've actually been thinking about that and trying to find we're going to try and get that information to see for sure unless logan but hodson yeah i don't think he made it in both though yeah i don't know he competed in all three quite a bit right yeah i don't think he made it and then there was always a few of them bronc riders that had 
that had gone and got on some bulls here and there and, and but not made it. In but I don't, I don't know that anybody else got to the Canadian finals in two rough stock events. Yeah. Not for, not probably not since you, it's, it's kind of like your other one where you made all three finals. Uh, yep. In 01, you were the last one to do it until when Jordan Hansen 99. didn't really do it. 99. That's 99. Because right. yeah. somebody else did it in 01, I think. Maybe nope. that. No, nobody else has actually you're, done you're it. You were the last three. one. Yeah. yeah. Jordan yeah. was real close. He was he, close. He got we it. actually looked it up on Everything Cowboy here just yeah. <laughs> last night because we wanted to know for sure yeah. before I actually said that. Because he. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he was real close. And he was like 40 or 36 or something in the PBR. And they just he, missed he that. stopped going they, to the events, didn't he, or something? Yeah, they called him as an alternate, actually, for the Sunday. Like on, oh, yeah. On I Saturday stay. night, they're like, yeah, you can get in tomorrow. And he's like, I'm in Canada, and <laughs> it's a long ways to Vegas. And I think I'm good. I'm just going to wait till the <laughs> CFR next yeah. week. Huh. So he could have, but he didn't technically qualify. Like, you actually qualified for all three. Right. Yep. Yeah, I had qualified. Uh, 99 was the year that I won the Bud Light Cup in Calgary. Yeah. And went okay. qualified for the PBR finals. Basically through that one. I, I, I'd been going to some and been to a few, so I had some but other money won won. one. That's huge. But yeah, that, to win that one and, and to get in from that that major Bud Light Cup. Oh, yeah. And that, know, was that, that was did those pay like 30 grand at the time too? Like to uh, I, I want to say it was 20. It's still I, a big yeah, check. Yeah, for and sure it was. Calgary was yeah. huge. Yeah, that was definitely big in those days, so. Well, it's a, it's a short list of Canadians who've actually won yeah, those, you, those that level of events. You, right. Rob, Tanner Byrne, um, mm-hmm. has in, Dakota Butter. I don't know who right, else so has won. Yeah, I, think it's I don't that's think it. BJ did. BJ or Ruben ever win win one? Uh, I I couldn't say for sure. Glenn probably won one. Yeah, again, I'm not. I don't know. know. It's, it's, a, it's a short list. Yeah, yeah that's very short yeah, list. It's impressive. And Thanks. and even shorter on on Canadian soil. Like I don't think very yeah. many Canadians have ever won. Well, there, well, there's only been like three events, hasn't there? Yeah, like, but there was more back in the day. Like, yeah, there was like guess, Vancouver. Yeah. used to have one. Vancouver, like Calgary, Edmonton, basically Cody Snyder's Bull Bustins. Yeah, at the were time, eh? were the the big ones. Yep. Wow. Uh, going back then too, did you have like a favorite bull that you like you drew every time? Every time you drew him, you knew like I'm gonna ride the sucker and win a bunch of money. Give you a bunch of money, yeah. No, I can't think of anything. I don't know. Maybe vigilante. Sounds like I vigilante. Guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> vigilante. Right. <laughs> I couldn't have started a better role at Calgary Stampede with him, yeah. and then to finish up the Canadian Finals with him too. Um, there wasn't too many bulls really that I got that I remember getting on repetitive. You know, like maybe two. Honestly, I couldn't tell you if I had one that I got on three times. I'm not not even sure of that. But when you, you mentioned your brother earlier in the podcast, talk about how because your guys' like, careers are pretty much aligned, like same like lengthwise almost. Like talk about rodeoing alongside your brother and that kind of thing. He actually rode a little bit after I did. He I, I'd been to the NFR my three times before he really got going. Um, he was in the novice by rec riding and won Canada in the novice whatever a few times, right? You're so, older, right? Yeah, I'm older. Yeah, yeah, two and a two and a half years older. Okay. So. Um, we. We never really rodeoed together. Like okay. we never traveled together because I was in the bull ride and he was in the barback ride. I rode barback horses all the time too, and you know I definitely talked to him about horses and about rodeos and where the, what was going on and the barback riding on that end of it. But as far as us traveling together, we never really did too much. Um, but he was definitely one of those guys that if if I needed to know something about a horse or needed to to find out any kind of information or or if I was having issues and needed somebody to talk to. He was he was always one of the guys, right? So that was definitely when he was when we were out on the road together. And he, you, uh, you competed until like I remember. I remember going to a couple rodeos. We were at the same ones. Like 2010, 11 was kind of when you were kind of finishing up, wasn't it? Yeah. And Kyle just finished like two or three years ago. Like he he just finished pretty recently. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. And his uh, his championships were 2008, 21 eight, when you rode nine, Coconut. 
yeah, I think it was like eight, nine, and maybe 11. eleven or twelve or something like that when he won the Canadian Championship. So that's yeah, I was I was still going and I was on the road. I was rode in with uh, Bo Brooks then at the time. Yeah, that's right. Um, and and that's actually when I met you. Yeah, Ted, we were yeah. you were doing that Drayton Valley bull riding. Oh, that's right. And yeah, you guys came up there one yeah, year. Yeah, you you give us a call or you actually give me a call. The first time I'd heard and met you was then, and yeah. you give me a call and invited me up to that, and yeah. that was such a good bull ride. And I forgot about that. Bo did really good there. I didn't do anything. <laughs> but yeah, I forget what year that must have been. Like probably wasn't the first one. It must have been like eight, nine or ten, I think. Yeah, it wasn't the first one. Yeah, I, I knew like because Bo had been talking about it, saying, "Oh, Ted's doing a pretty good bull ride up yeah. there, so we got to get up there and, and get that." And I was oh, like, "Oh, yeah. cool." And then it was neat to have you there because I didn't know at the time either that you had lived there for a while. Yep. Because you guys were, like, you were there for a year or two, weren't you? Or uh, I think actually two two or two and a half years yeah. when we were kids, yeah. Uh, yeah. We went to school there. Would have been, oh, shoot, I would have been probably Early 9, 90s. 10, 11 years old then. So, so late 80s then it would have yeah, been. Yeah, late 80s, yeah. yeah. We'd we'd live there for a little while just outside of town. And, and now your brother's back there. He's north of town. Yep, just north yeah. of town up towards Entwistle. And yeah. he's been there four probably years, four three, years? three or four years. Probably more like almost four or five. Maybe, now, yeah, you. maybe could be. Yeah, yep. been, yep. there, been there a while now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we talked about uh, we talked about some of the greatest rides. Let's go to the wrecks now. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned <laughs> that before, but let's let's go in, get into that a little bit. You <laughs> had the bull by the balls here at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but you had, a, you had, you rode through... I talked to Donnie Joe, like, you know I'm taking over for Don. Mm-hmm. So I talked to him, and I was like, hey, you got anything about about Robert that I wouldn't know just from not, like, you know, because he's been around for a long time, Don, so he, know, he knows. You probably went to his schools. He, he was uh, right? one of the guys around when, you know, he was one of the guys that was teaching everybody and showing yeah. everybody and talking to everybody about what to do and how to do it and when I started, right? So he, yeah. he was definitely one of the guys around all my whole career. And you and he said that you probably rode through more injuries and and could ride hurt and was one of the most toughest guys in the whole world in this mm-hmm. sport. Like you, you were because uh, you could ride through anything and then you could switch hands and you know have a broken arm and still ride. Where be most 94. guys would be like, <laughs> yeah, most guys would be like, ah, I broke my arm, I'm not gonna go yeah, right. Yeah. But like, I just right. go, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, definitely, definitely had my share of injuries. It's it. Uh, and everybody does. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know if I had more injuries than the average guy, but, but could you block I had it out some of the serious or? ones, and, and, and I, I rode through them. I, I, I think it was kind of the era, too, right, where you had to go and get on. I, I was rodeoing. I wasn't, I wasn't as much of a PBR guy. It was just getting started when I was getting started, too. So I wasn't as much. And then always riding bareback horses, I wanted to rodeo, uh, uh, like I was. I wanted to do multiple events and and wanted to be on the road and and loved being on the road. So the PBRs were big, and the, that's where the money was, and that's where the TV was. So that's that's where we wanted to end up. But rodeo was still always number one for me. And back then, I had to be on the road. I had to be going to make money. I I couldn't just go home for the week and show up on the weekend and get on right. Like I had to be going all the time. And making the miles, so getting on with injuries was just part of it. That's that's what we had to do, and we we were. I don't know that I was any tougher than anybody else, but maybe I could ride a little little more competitive with with some of the injuries and and things that I went through. Um, for sure, I had my share of injuries, right? Like I had. Uh, we just counted it up the other day. Where I've had ten surgeries 
Oh, wow. Related Damn. to rodeo, and what were um, what were all of them like? The shoulders, knees, elbows. Uh, no, I actually, never had one on my shoulder. Oh, that's I, I did tear my shoulder off once and dislocated it, and was yep. out then. But didn't actually have to have surgery on it. Um, had surgery knees on my jaw, were a bunch of bad. Uh, one knee. Yeah. I had a surgery on both ankles. I've had surgery on my riding arm. I broke it six times, and I think I had three surgeries there. Oh, jeez. Um, my free arm elbow. I had uh, both step on it once, and it busted it backwards, basically. Oof. Had surgery there. Um, my ribs, I broke my ribs and collapsed the lung and had to have surgery on that to open up, expand my lung, whatever, yeah, and whatever the heck they did. Re-air up your lung. Yeah. Blow it Stuck back Stuck a up. tube in there to get some air in there. So, Ouch. Um, my jaw, actually, my jaw I had two surgeries on because I w- we were in Torrington, Wyoming, and got stepped on just basically caught a dew claw the bull come down with his back back foot and the dew claw caught my chin just enough that it broke my jaw shattered my jaw oh. from the middle back Ouch. and they rushed me to hospital down there because it swelled up so bad um and when i was in surgery down there they uh they had to stick a tube in my throat to uh tracheotomy and so oh, that wow. i could breathe because it it swelled up so bad that i couldn't breathe in, in surgery um so that one was pretty good. And then I was in intensive care down there three days. And then in the hospital for another three days after that, my dad came down and got me on a plane uh, out of Denver and flew back from Denver to Calgary where I had to have another surgery. And it was basically a, a reconstructive surgery. For your jaw? For my jaw. And they put two plates on my jaw. Um, still got both of those plates and the screws that are involved with that. Ouch. Um, so I had that tracheotomy in for 16 days overall and was in the hospital for 17 days on that one. Holy shit. Yep. And this was, uh, what about insurance at this time? Like, like That one was expensive. <laughs> I <laughs> Didn't bet. have insurance. That Holy was, shit. Had, at that time, there was a lot of us who had thought, oh, we got insurance. We're covered. We're good. And, you didn't really. And you had, you had some it. travel insurance. No, I did have travel insurance. But nothing that covered But. As soon as you said it was at a professional rodeo or a professional bull riding or a professional sport, it didn't cover it. Oh, no. I had, I can't remember exactly, but I want to say it was like a $27,000 bill down there. Well, it's better than I thought, though. I thought it might be a hundred grand or something like that. Any, like, support from the association, though? Like, or benevolent fund or somebody? The benevolent fund, I didn't, there wasn't much around then, but the association did help out and did get some stuff. That's the PBR or PRCA? Uh, It was the PRCA. Okay. Yeah, it was PRCA. Jeez. Yeah. So how much of your so profit went into that th- that year? Uh, you don't probably didn't make <laughs> any money that, that year. That wasn't a, definitely wasn't a very profitable year overall, for there, sure. There were quite a few that were, though, weren't there? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I had some good years. I was pretty happy with my career and, and the, you know, 97, 98, 99, for sure, my three biggest years, obviously. That was yeah. the three years I was in three the top ten of the world. And so yeah. they those were good. Um, and then even after that, I had some pretty good years because of the bear record. And I did... I did 2000, 2001, 2002 was my best years in the bareback riding, and I wasn't riding bulls as good at that time, and and was fortunate that the the bareback riding was kind of covering um, at in those years, right? So that was that was the stretch where I had won the bareback riding at Cheyenne and won the bareback riding at Houston. Um, come back, I was runner up in Canada in 2002 and 2003, or 2001 and 2002. I uh, finished uh, second in Canada in the bareback riding, so, so those were, you know, still still had profitable years and and was still happy with the way things had went. 
Um, and that would have been second to like like Davy Shield Jr. Probably wouldn't it have been at the uh, time? I remember two thousand one was Bill Boyd. Bill Boyd, yeah. And two thousand two might have been Cholak. I'm not hundred percent. I'm not sure who it was. Statsman. That's boy. What the heck? That's Hold boy. on. I'm going to figure man. it out. Here's your media guy. You guys go ahead. <laughs> give me a sec. Um, yeah, 2002, I'm not sure it might who might have been Bill Boyd went. both years. I think it, it might have went it, back It could have been Bill Boyd. It could have been Bill Boyd both years, yes. I think yeah. it might have been. Did you ever, you ever get any, any bad wrecks in the bareback riding? Uh, the bareback riding? You hung up a couple times. What, pardon me? You had to have been hung up a couple times with those crazy No, animals. I never did Never did hang up in the bareback riding. Jeez. Um, I rode a looser riggin and rode- Junior. 2002, With Davy Shields Jr. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kyle Bowers, 2003. Yep. Um, the my bareback Reagan, I never rode quite the same setup that most of the other guys did. Not as tight. And yeah, it wasn't as tight. Okay. And, and you ha- you hung on and stayed in position. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> I, you could. I tried to. Yeah. Tried to. And it's actually some of the. I that probably cost me the most not setting my Reagan up the way most of them guys did, and and like they would go week to week and week. Changing, changing the riggings and and looking at it and and I, I pulled my rigging out of the beginning of the rodeo and threw some rosin on it and got <laughs> on right. Like yeah, I, like you I, were, you were a part-time bareback rider. Kinda right. Really? Like I, I yeah. was a bull rider. I was good I, at I, it. I was definitely a hobby bareback rider. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my second in Canada hobby bareback rider. Okay. <laughs> my major focus was definitely the bull riding, <laughs> yeah. right? So, but then, uh, two thousand and one. Actually, was the year that I had my real shot in the bareback bare record. 2000 or 2001? Well, 01, you said you were second, right? Yeah, to Bill Boyd. Yeah, it, it, for the world standings, though, I actually ended oh, in up. The world, yeah, I, right. I finished 17th in the world. Mm. Um, I missed the. That's wild. Well, you, yeah, won, you won Cheyenne and that's Houston. So, that's, I, I mean, that's right. impressive. That's awesome. Yeah. I, miss, I missed uh, the NFR by two spots yeah. in that year. And you would have been close in there all around, though. Yeah, I was. I was yeah. in the top five of the top all around five. that year. But that so. was when, well, oh, one was Ty Murray was everything. killing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was all Ty Murray. <laughs> you were in time. two events. He was in three. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that, that Reagan and not really setting up my stuff the way some of them other guys do and focused in it cost me at the last rodeo of the year, the Cow Palace in San Francisco. I actually made the short round, had the horse to have in the short round of the Cow Palace and to qualify for the NFR. That horse bucked me off, got my hand in. So in and at that time, you were probably a little more focused on the bareback riding because you weren't, you said you weren't riding bulls as well at that, that time. That was them a few years. I For sure I was. And, and the bareback riding was just clicking, was going better, and and uh, was for sure was more focused. But I guess obviously I, I didn't focus enough because that's the one. And that's the one that kind of bugs me about the bareback riding. Like I, I was pretty happy with my bareback riding career overall. I, I know I didn't focus on it the way I could have, but... I still did well and still had some championships and won some big rodeos, right? So I, I was really happy with it. But that 2001 winning 17th, having the horse of... Oh, to have a chance to make to it. To have that short round in San Francisco was the one. And that's all I had to do was ride the horse, really. And, and that, that he was bucked me off. Bucked you off. Damn yep. it. Well, yeah. that was the year, too, in 01, where wasn't it like Kagan and maybe like Whitlow or like there was... Three guys. Well, 01 was the last year that we had three Canadians make, or the last time we had three Canadians make the NFR in the bull riding. Was it? Yep. And I think, but I think there was some story about like, I think Kagan and Billy Richards and like there was a few guys that were all in a car. They were all in the top 20 and. And they just all missed it. They were all 16th or something. Yeah. Yeah. But then I think Greg Whitlow ended up getting hurt. So then Kagan got in. Yeah, that was when he lost his eye. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you could have been there in the bareback riding. That's just I, so wild. I was close. Yeah. yeah, I had that was the year that I had my real shot in the bareback riding and Dang. and blew it. And, so and before that, I was when I came to Calgary, I've been in poker and was yeah. been around the casinos and stuff and worked in the casinos for um was almost Probably eight 10 years. years. Yeah, eight years, 10 yeah. Years. So you know, I there was definitely people around that knew who I was and knew what I did in rodeo, but yeah, just didn't get a chance to talk about rodeo. So yeah, I, I've been actually pretty excited since you called me a little while yeah. ago. I was, I was like, yeah, I, I can't. That's gonna. I'm be excited fun. about that. That's yeah. awesome. And then I started listening to the podcast, and I'm like, yeah, that's. I'm actually fun. excited. I I can't wait to These get. These guys there. are actually pretty good at this. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Yeah, you guys have been doing a good job. What? I I gone back to some pretty old episodes and listened yeah. to some stuff good. and check some stuff out. It's yeah. been good. Do you, do you keep in touch much with any of the guys you used to travel with back in the day? Or uh, Rob and I talk quite a bit. Yeah. yeah do you see him when you're down there at all? Once in a while. Um, yeah. Brina and I actually, we went for a road trip. We went down to an RC race in Louisiana. Because you're still doing and that too, right? I haven't a whole bunch right Not now, much. but it, it was just uh, a hobby, just something for fun, right? And so I actually did some like traveling around. And hobby. And <laughs> going for it. Um, and so that's actually the last time I actually seen Rob. Yeah. And that was probably two years or three years ago. He was at the wedding. Oh, no. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I, <laughs> I haven't heard about that. I, I, I can't forget that he came up to our wedding, was my best man, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's a wedding. You don't remember much of yeah. those usually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I definitely talked to him yeah. once in a while and stuff. And then Bo Brooks, too. I talked to Bo a fair bit. Um, and then Kyle all the time. Kyle and I are pretty close and, and definitely talk a lot. So, uh, Rusty Patrick. Rusty Patrick was another guy I traveled with a little bit uh, a few years. And uh, some reason, he just popped up on Facebook here a little while ago, and him and oh, I really? chatted a little while. Oh, that's cool. He's been driving truck, too, so I think that's actually why it popped up. We we started talking about truck driving and stuff. And, yeah. And so that was, that was pretty cool. But Let's get into some poker stuff here. I'm <laughs> yeah? How did you get into that? How did that happen? <laughs> I had to save some money. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, going to Vegas, you know, you go down and you're stuck in Vegas for ten days, ten, twelve days that Two weeks, each yeah. year, and and then back again in the spring during the some of them spring rodeos around there, and yeah. and spending time in Vegas. I I was gambling, and I spent a lot of money playing blackjack and roulette, yeah. and thought I was having fun and enjoying myself until I realized, wait a minute. I just, I just, five I just uh, left a whole lot of my uh, NFR check here in Vegas. Yeah. That's not a very good way to do it, I don't <laughs> think. So yeah. I got searching around to try and find something else to do and, and to play. Because the competition, right? The competition and, and the excitement, the adrenaline of, uh, of gambling and that. I, I enjoyed gambling and ended up finding poker and found out, wow, I lose money way slower playing poker. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I yeah, I started playing poker in Vegas down there when I was at the at the NFR and and just kind of plucked along and played along. And then online poker got fired up. I guess so. Early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, early two thousands, and and really started taking off. And especially when MoneyMaker won the the WSOP and and things really started taking off on TV. Right. I I was getting into it, and I got pretty pretty excited about it all the time. And then uh, I got injured. I tore my shoulder up in <coughs> Nashville at uh, PBR and had some time off and was sitting around and couldn't rodeo and living in Brooks with my dad at the time and decided, hey, I better maybe go think about a real job and think about what the heck I'm going to do and and started thinking, well, I love poker. I'd been playing for quite a few years at that time. Because this was, was and this like 2010, 11, like? 
kind of yeah, what finishing? Yeah, 2008, I think it was. A-OK-8. Yeah, okay. 2008 when I started kind of, when I moved up to Calgary and went to Grey Eagle Casino, started there as a poker dealer. And my thought 100% on it was just, I want to go in and watch the game and and learn more from people that are playing the game all the time. And what better way than to sit and deal the game, right? And and it's a, probably a job they're hiring for yeah, all more the time. often than not. All yeah. the time, yeah. They're, they're always looking for staff in, in the casinos, so... Um, I was I was kind of excited and thinking, you know what, I'm I'm gonna go in and it was more literally just to go in and learn Learning. more about poker and see yeah. it and, and maybe help my game. And uh turned out I guess I was a pretty decent employee and they moved me up pretty quick from a dealer to a supervisor at, at Gregel. And I was there just over two years and then uh Deerfoot in a casino had an opening as the poker room manager. And I thought, hey, you know what? Uh, somebody suggested it to me. Said, hey, you know, this is open. They're, they're, they actually need some help down there. You should maybe go talk to them. And I thought, okay, whatever. You know, I never know. And um, I'd been still getting on and rodeoing a little bit. And then I broke my ankle. And in uh, probably 2010, it was in like Coleman. Coleman, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Coleman, Alberta. Yeah. I broke my ankle on there. Kessler calf. Yep. That's <laughs> run along the fence, and there was a <laughs> was that the banner. Time? So at the time, Bear uh, Lightbound got cussed out by somebody? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, right around when he was starting, was it? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. A um, banner caught your foot. Dude. But yeah, there's yeah. a banner hanging off the fence that wasn't oh. tied on very dang tight, and it caught my toe as I went by and turned my toe backwards on a runner. and broke my ankle. Oh. Um, yeah, so I was on crutches and, and was looking to... I couldn't sit and deal that long and, and sit at the table. So that's when they decide, well, let's try some supervising, moved up to supervising. And where I was standing around more instead of sitting in just one spot, I could move around and walk around. And, and it wasn't so bad with the cast on. And then Deerfoot called or came up. And I thought, well, you know what? Yeah, I'll go check it out. Went down there and they ended up hiring me and took me on as the manager. Um, I had actually went when I was in university. My my uh, uh, major was business management, so I guess I looked all right on my resume when I went to them and said, "Here, this is you know, I got some ideas and thoughts." And they called me back and hired me, and I ended up doing was there just over six years as the poker room manager at Deerfoot. Um, my poker game never got really good. <laughs> it never really improved my game overall. And and then I started focusing on the business side of it and, and thinking about, you know, running tournaments and running the cash games in the room daily and yep. and staff and all that stuff and, and the other side of the game. And I, I was all right. I, I liked it. It, it was a good, uh, good change and, and something that I enjoyed being, being around, around and yeah. being part of, right? So... So it was it was a good uh, good little career train change that I came to. What tell me how the cash games work? Like you just go in with like forty bucks, and then whatever you take out for chips, you go home with. Like is that basically how it works? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you're if you're just going in to play the cash game, the the most common game in Alberta is the one two no limit hold'em, and it'll tend usually be a hundred dollar minimum buy-in, and you go in with your hundred up to five hundred dollars, whatever you decide. You sit down and you play for. However long, long you decide. Until you last. If, long if, you, if you win the first five hands, you sit down and play, and you're, like, doubled up. You're like, wow, that's all I want to win today. Yeah. You can get up and leave if you want. Really? Or 
if you sit there and play all night long and and make big money or lose all your money. So, like, what are people going out of there with in, a, in an afternoon or an evening? Uh, or? The average common game in Calgary, uh, as a winner, you you could walk out of there on average. I bet probably six eight hundred bucks up. Really, pretty regular. Yeah, if you're, guys do, are if doing you're that. the good guys. Yeah, if, the the good guys, the, the winners, right? The the guys yeah. that are winners are that's that's probably the uh, maybe five to eight hundred dollars something like that. What about a big night? A big uh, night's like a thousand. Bi- oh no, you could you could five, walk out of there ten. three grand. Oh, three, really? three, four grand, pretty easy. Dang. And that's in the small game. If you're playing the big games, like there's some big games around. They don't go that often. They're not yeah. like a regular game. But there, there's guys playing for tens of thousands. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Dang. And then on that other side, like everything that somebody is walking away as a winner, somebody else walked away as a loser. They lost it. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> there's no casino money in that. That's not in poker. Unless no. you are... Uh, having a tournament, well, then there's money up and there's entry fees. That's a different story, right? It's it's still all players' money. There's no added um, money. There's in. no added money. Oh, really? Not in Alberta. I have been to some places in Washington. They add money, but to in Alberta, some interest? yeah, no. it's it's just a different uh, dip- different atmosphere, different business yeah, model, basically that they run down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. But so you up guys here, the tournaments are still. It's all a player will walk in with his entry fee. If it's a hundred dollar tournament, you put in your hundred bucks. If there's ten guys, there's a thousand dollars in the tournament. How does the and how does the uh, how does the casino make money on that? They, they'll take a, a percentage of it. Oh, okay. um, there'll be a percentage. Basically, that's called the rake. Okay. And and the same thing off the cash games. There's a a percentage of every single pot that's played. The casino gets a percentage of it, oh. up to a maximum. Um, ten percent or something. When or I was the manager, it was always up to five bucks, a five dollar max. Oh, okay. And so each pot that's played, they'll take five dollars out of it. It's like a dealer fee. Yeah, uh, they they call Bas- it the rate. Basically, yeah. yeah. Okay. And that that's the casino income revenue. Yeah. Revenue. Okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah, and then off the tournaments, like you go in and you buy in your hundred dollars, and you get a set. Everybody gets the same amount of chips to start with. Yeah. And you play until somebody collects all the chips from all the players. Yeah. And, and it, but and that's the where you get your blinds going up at a certain rate, getting so bigger can, and bigger because you so have you to finish it. Yeah, otherwise it could go forever. Exactly. Or that yeah. way you can like blind people out. And it's like the cash games; play. you can sit and play them forever, right? Like the blinds never yeah. change in a cash game, so a cash game can go for weeks. For weeks, yeah. never quit. And there will be new those players generated. Are they? No, they're not twenty-four hours. You got to shut her down with the bars, right? No, no. You guys uh, keep going. Yeah, casinos, the poker rooms have separate entrances. Yeah, as long seven? as they have a separate entrance, they can, they run twenty four seven. Holy yeah. shit! Well, the casino, the Elbow Casino, has twenty four po- hour poker room, don't they? Yep. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Wanted by me. Dang! So yeah. if you ever get bored in the winter time, just skip over there. I'm not a good poker player. <laughs> if I'm playing, I'm going to play blackjack at Cowboys for the Flames game. Okay, what are you uh, what are you telling uh, like a poker noob like one of us? Like, what do we need to do to just get by? Like it's so meant. Like it's so like. Uh, it's such a. Have you heard the Gambler by Kenny Rogers? <laughs> 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 but uh, what do I try? It's, it's about like how you play the cards more than what you get. Really, isn't it? Like you can mess with people just with wha- how you, you play the game. Yeah, right? you can get into it, get deep like that. But that's the next level stuff. It, okay. To come in as a beginner and start thinking about stuff. The the one when I started playing, I was trying to think of all this stuff. Oh man, I want to learn so much. I want to do all yeah. this and and trying to figure out all the things, the best way to do it. And I, the one thing that once I finally learned it, that I think really helped me the most as a beginner, was just learning starting hands. 
and learning not to play every hand. <laughs> it, it's something, you know, you get in there and you, you always, you'll see face cards and you'll see aces and you'll be thinking, you'll oh, excited. I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. Yeah. But there's so many of them hands that, that you just shouldn't be playing. You, you just don't want to start with. And so really, I think the first thing, as a beginner, if a guy w learned and figured out good starting hands, that's the first thing to learn. Huh. That, that would make a big difference in most beginners' games. To not try and mess around and get through the, and see the flop with shitty cards. Yeah, and try oh, to get no. fancy and try to show <laughs> off and do stupid yeah, things. Yeah, and jack right? around. Yeah, yeah. So if you got a queen and an ace offsuit... You're thinking about it, but it's all now you got to start talking about uh, position and figuring out where you're at on the table and Dang, stuff I would be like a that. terrible poker player. Oh man, there's <laughs> a lot to think about there. Yeah, patience. It, it's actually a very slow, boring game. If you know, like that's that's the the patience, proper yeah. way to pay, play it. You can get in there and you can be the action guy and you can have fun, but. You're not going to be, Product you'll have the, the random once in a while. You know, it's the same in bull ride. And if you're that guy that's out there and you're spurring your head off every single time, you're not going to be the average guy that wins often. Yeah. But you're going to win big sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to go back to that too a little bit. Like the bareback riding had to make things a little slower for you in the bull riding. Like it probably slowed things down a lot. 100%. Especially with your feet. Yep. 100% it did. And I, that's one thing that I always thought about with riding bareback horses and bulls i thought i always felt like they were a good combination because the horses are faster oh the, yeah there's no doubt you know like the horses everything is happening faster with the horses and there's more and more movement too absolutely yeah, yeah your your body right your your whole body you're moving so much more because you're moving your whole feet you have to move your feet or you're not going to make anything um and it uh it definitely did help slow the bareback or the bull riding down um the one Another big thing that I think really helped each other is the bareback riding is all your feet. And in the bull riding, I was a feet your guy. Feet were I, good, yeah. I had to ride with my feet. Like yeah. I, I, I wasn't. Uh, you weren't much. You weren't as much at like getting over the front. The of front end. No, you were, I, I wasn't a like front end and and you know in the proper position kind of guy. Yeah, I, I was definitely rode more with my feet. And, and I that, think the bareback riding helped that. Yeah. Huh. I think there's something else that I wanted to ask, or there was something else you had on your list too. I gotta <laughs> just look back at my notes here for a second. Well, let's talk about some more wrecks. More wrecks. <laughs> you yeah, guys didn't even it. let me really get into my wrecks. <laughs> we didn't do that. We didn't get into theirs <laughs> as much. Uh, you asked me if I'd ever been hurt in bareback riding or anything like that, and uh, the first time that I broke my arm of the six times rodeo was on a bareback horse um, at Calgary Stampede. Uh, horse rode my horse, and he come back right into the center out gate. And hit head first into that and then come over backwards off the gate. And when he come over backwards, he come and fell basically on my riding arm yeah. stuck in my rigging still. And that's There's what not broke my arm. Nothing you can do at that point. You no. Yeah. yeah. And that's just one of them positions that a horse is coming over on top of you. And yeah. You, you try to get your body out of the way, but what do you, you can't just let go of a rigging either, right? So that easy. So that was the first time I ever broke my arm. Um, and when, what year was that? Like what? Oh, point shoot. of the like that early on early yeah that would have been like 90 95 95 okay actually now that i think about it i think that would have been 95 i qualified for the canadian finals in 94 and then 97 96 i qualified again but i couldn't ride because the second time i broke my arm 
was surgery. a week before the Canadian finals. Oh. In Helena, Montana, I got on a Kessler bull. Oh. And this, he was a hop skipper that was nasty. And he hopped and skipped and jacked me up on my arm. And my arm broke while I was riding again. Oh. And that was the week before the Canadian finals. Early oh. in my career, I had, hadn't switched hands and hadn't done stuff like that. So I, I, uh, didn't ride through the finals with that one and missed the finals. And I think that was 96. And then 97 was the year that I went back again. Um, and then 90 early in 97 was the third time I broke my arm was at a BRO event in down in Texas. And I had a Sammy Andrews bull again, a hop skipper that was known to be kind of nasty to ride. And but it wasn't bodacious. No, it wasn't bodacious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. What have you been on that bull though? Never did get on bodacious. Because he was kind of uh, finishing when you were. Just he he would. He was wrapping up, but he yeah. was still on road. I watched him buck. A you few saw times. him a couple times. Yeah, for sure. What's the worst wreck yeah. you saw? That somebody on bodacious. Uh, in person, <laughs> I don't know that I actually seen a real okay, wreck, okay. but you know that I've I seen Side Jim bar. Sharp and uh, Scott Breading get smacked on him, and Ugh. so sorry or not Jim Sharp, Tough Hedeman. Tough, yeah. Yeah, okay. Tough got smacked, and then. Uh, and then Scott Breading at the finals too. Oh dear! So sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, <laughs> yeah. um, we're on the third break of the arm, I think. Yeah, that was the third time, and then the fourth time. Hmm. Now I stumped myself. <laughs> uh, Come into the ones that I don't. We don't remember. have to go through all of them. Yeah, four or five. I know the we sixth time was the NFR at the the fifth round of '99 NFR. When you're yeah, when you was were in the switch hands, full ride, yeah. switch hands, and that was dang. That was same thing in the middle of a ride, and bull was turned back into my hand, and then kind of had of a hop skip That's and crazy. set me up on my hand. That's a crazy. That'd be a crazy feeling like in the middle of a ride like that, like it oh, popped. And it's it's funny. It's it's not a pain. Like Once it, it was it's weak not like a painful, that, eh? but it's. Yeah, like it just it goes dead weak. You can't feel any anything, and but it uh, the pop, the the pop of when very it breaks. Distinct. Yeah, yeah, very distinct, right? Yeah. And the oh, I remember the fourth time was in uh, California, Lancaster, California, at a PBR event. Oh yeah, I was. I wouldn't been in one of those. It's outside, big outdoor pen. Yeah, big outdoor yeah. pen. I had a bull flip over in the shoot on me, like a rust brown shoots too. I think. Yeah, they were terrible shoots. Yeah, and yeah, that bull flipped. He tried to jump up on the front end. Of the gate of the chute, and let, lost his back feet and literally come over backwards on top of me, oh. and then tried to do a donkey roll oh. in the chute or an alligator roll in oh. the chute, and my hand was in my rope already, and he twisted it up the side of the chute on the backside, and uh, yeah, popped my arm there, and that one I was actually really happy. My hand came out of the rope because when they opened the gate, the bull rolled out, and my hand came right out. Oh, otherwise lucky. I could have been dragging there for a while too. Oh gosh, brutal. Gosh, yeah, that's nasty. My second worst hang-up was at the NFR. Spitting image of uh, John Grownies, Don Kishes. Um, he smacked me in the face while I, I was sitting in the middle of him, and hit me in the face, and actually broke my two teeth on my face. Oh man! And well, you were riding him while I was riding. Wow! Him, yeah. And then with I went down his, in the with well. his face or with his, with the horn. With a horn. Yeah. yeah with that's a horn. That's, impre- that's crazy. Went down in the well away from my hand, and we drug around Vegas there for <laughs> quite a while. Oh, no. <laughs> Same thing well, on that one. The When you had to switch hands at the NFR, talk about what that was like and having to literally switch hands. That's It was something that I'd been going through, and 
and I'd done a few times throughout the career, whatever, and and just had to had to get things done. Like I, especially at the NFR, I knew that I was never turning out of the NFR. And in the fifth round at 1999, uh, right about halfway through the ride, I broke my arm. I, I felt it break again. It's it's something that's happened. It was the sixth time that it had happened, and I knew I broke it and finished that ride and ended up actually tying, winning that round and uh, just was never going to turn out. Yeah. So I had to get it done and it, it, I was fortunate it's something I, that I had done a few times and knew that I could do it and come back in the next five rounds and, and got on. I actually ended up riding two more of the five, the last five that I had. And uh, it's, like I say, it, it was something that I just knew I had to get done because it, it was the NFR, right? Like yeah, work all that, that yeah. year to get there. And that's that's what we're all the the goal of everybody riding is to be at the NFR, and I'm I'm not going to be one that turns out. Fair enough. And uh-huh. you you uh, you actually placed in those like in those last two of the five, didn't you? Almost win around, or did you were you second in one of those? I, yeah, I won second in the tenth round. Yeah, I, I had Candyman of uh, uh, Dan Russell's. And yeah, I ended up second in the in the tenth round of the at uh, the ninety nine NFR with the wrong hand. Yep, that good. Seems <laughs> pretty good. I w- somebody mentioned that the other day that there's probably been nobody that's done that before at the NFR. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know anybody off the top of my head that uh, ever actually competed with the wrong hand at the NFR. Yeah. Um, I know there has been a few guys that have done it throughout the year. You know, I had to go yeah. somewhere and get it done too. And and but at the NFR and then. To place to to be able to place and and ride two more of my five bulls. I was I was actually I I'd only rode two of the first five bulls. So with yeah. my with my r- good hand, right hand. And, and come back and and to win second in the tenth round. I was I was pretty proud of that that moment, right? Because like, it's those are the rankest bulls in the country at the time yeah. too. The tenth round is the TV pen. Like that's the that's the real deal. You betcha. Yeah, and that's that actually goes back to one of my proudest moments ever at the NFR is. All three years that I was at the NFR, I won second in the tenth round. Really? Yeah, I didn't win the tenth <laughs> round, but yeah. every year that I was there against the best bulls in the world, at the end of the NFR, I I rode all three of my bulls and I won second. So I had good bulls. Um, 1997, I had Yellow Jacket, yeah, uh, world champion bull of flying fives, and won second there. And then uh, 1998, I had King Kong of Dell Halls. And again, one second on that bull too. That's one of your most probably iconic photos you have too. Is that King Kong ride, isn't it? That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a big picture. Yeah, neat picture. And that was actually the first time that bull had been ridden. So. Oh wow. That was yeah. It was come come with the heat when I needed to in the tenth round, and and I never actually was much of an average rider. I I either seemed to be in the top two, three, first, but. Never was an average rider, and I didn't ride a whole lot of bulls, but I tried to make sure I rode the right ones. And, and the 10th round of the NFR was was always, that's the best bulls in the world, right? Oh, yeah. So that was always the ones I really wanted to do, to show up on and uh, and did it all three years that I was there. What about uh, what about head injuries? What are your thoughts in that way? Like you had to have a few. Because yep, you, sure. you never rode with the helmet either. Not like nope. the helmets helped right. really. We don't know if that's that's up for debate, if they actually help. Right. Maybe help your face, but not your head, I don't <laughs> think. Right, but uh, talk about that for your experience. Um, 
I I was a little before most of them guys with helmets when when yeah. you know like when the PBR started coming around and there was guys bringing out helmets more. I yeah. I seen them and and because Brent Thurman was he ninety five or was he t- oh, like early two thousands? It was no, it, it was ninety five. It was nineties. It was right yeah. around then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause I, you like you would have started without a vest too, wouldn't you? Yep, have? I did. Yeah, yep, started without a vest and that, and and was one of the guys around that said, "No, I'm not riding it with a vest. I'm yeah. never going to do that." And yeah, well, okay, finally we I did right and, yeah. and got going with it, and and then rode with one my entire career after that. Yeah, um, like a the get, helmets, you had a get western vest for a long time. Yep, yeah, and then you would have no, you never went to a Lambert vest ever, did you? you nope, kind of were did. always the get western. Yeah, who I, made those? Where'd those come from? California. There was oh, okay. a company in California that was doing them. He he actually gave me most of my vests. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And that was... That company ended up going under. I, I'm not even sure yeah, what happened to that company. They, we just never saw it. Like, I just ne- never stopped seeing their stuff, I guess. But Yeah. Like, you rode in their stuff. I think R- Rob did for a while. Could have, yeah. I couldn't even remember. I think I'm I rode sure. with one for a little while. Mm-hmm. I think I got it from Pank. It had, like, cowhide on it. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, and like with the head injuries and stuff, we we never knew much about them. We 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 didn't know. We Unknown. we we knew they weren't good, right? Like we we yeah. forgot a twenty four hour period the the day before or something. But uh, you know, other than that, you okay? I'm I don't know what happened yesterday. I'm good today. Yeah, right. Uh, Wasn't a thing. And and like you said, you had to go. You had yeah. a ride to make money. Yeah. Calgary Stampede. The the one and only time I ever got packed out on a stretcher from the arena was at Calgary Stampede, and had a little white bull of Calgary's. I went down in the well and we bonked heads, and was asleep in the arena. And come first time they got me on a stretcher. Yeah. And uh, come out of that, and the, the next day I was like, oh, what the heck? What happened? I, I don't remember anything. Yeah. Right. That's and got on again well. probably. And then they were telling me. Yeah, you shouldn't be getting on. You're, you're, you know, this is pretty serious. And uh, Sports Med was around at the time, and that was definitely their suggestion. And and did what year did you say this was? No, I don't remember the was year. Was it still '90s or was it all like early 2000s? Uh, probably early 2000s. So uh, like right, not long after Curtis Anderson got hurt. Right. Yeah, kind of around then. It, it would have been around that kind of time. So you guys were more aware then and after thinking about it, right? And, yeah. and for sure, and that's sports medicine was bringing it to our attention more, right? Yeah. And they they, they knew they good. they knew that this was something to they, to not mess yeah, with. Yeah. And but so even they didn't know the extent of it really at the not time. Not the yeah for sure right. Yeah. We're still learning more, I think. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so what mm-hmm. are your thoughts on on helmets? I guess we might as well get into that. Why not? Like. Yep. Like you said, you got packed out of the, on a stretcher one time. Yeah, I had. I know. I remember one time for me. How many? What about you? None. None? You made it out without mm-hmm. them. But like, I had plenty of other knockouts too, where I was yeah. down and out, and but got up and and made my way out. Right. Yeah. Um, but but like, uh, but like I think you. I think without a helmet, a, a guy is more like it's going to help a number of things. Like I'm not. I'm not knocking helmets. I'm just saying mm-hmm. for concussions, and maybe some head injuries, you might be better to wear a hat because you're going to be more conscious of your head and not think you're invincible by to wearing me, a helmet. To me, the biggest concern I see with helmets is neck injuries. Yeah. I, I've i seen guys get rolled over on a helmet. You know, it's a it's a round ball on top of your head. Now you're getting rolled over. I mean, your head's round too, and you're going to get rolled over your head. But it seems like there's more of a breaking point at the bottom of that helmet, yeah, of where your neck is now pivoting more instead of you, your whole neck, right? 
And I, I don't know if there's anything. That's just my look at it, what, what yeah, I see, yeah. my opinion. I think with this, as far as, like, how much technology's come, even in the last five years, like, you got to, like... You got to wear they, they do The way they design them, too, now, because they're designed more for, like, the, the twisting motion as opposed to just, like, straight impact. Right. And that's a lot of what you see in, like, bull riding and rodeo. The, when the like, It's more so you're twisting, you're getting your head moved. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. where the technology's going that way. So I think right. it's... But, and, but like in and, like see that, and that's technology that I don't yeah, know about now, right? They, like well, I, I haven't been around it, it and don't see yeah. it. So um, for me, when I was coming up and, and the PBR was kind of coming around and starting to bring helmets out, I, I w- it was the same attitude as I had with the vests. I, I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. That's I'm not changing to, to do something like that. And But absolutely see their place. Yeah, like I, I see their place and see where, especially with more technology and and learning more about them, where where they could go with them. For sure. Well, you see, I think we better wrap it up. Is there anything? Well, after listening to the couple last couple of shows, um, <laughs> is there anything that we didn't ask that you wish we would have? The well, this Wacy had brought it up, and I didn't let him get to it <laughs> yet. But uh, some of the road stories. Oh yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah we can't finish yet. Can't finish no, yeah, we, we definitely yeah. got to get to some of these. Road oh stories. shit! Yeah. And the, the the first one I got to bring up it, that I want to say because Rob Bell told it. Yeah. And in San Antonio. It, it, it was my story too. So, yeah. but <laughs> I, th- I, I just do not think Rob did the justice to it that it deserved. Okay. Okay. Let's it, go. <laughs> the, this is way better story than what uh, Rob made it out to be. Um, and because he didn't explain what driving high-speed chase through san antonio in the middle of the night 4 a.m and and what was really going on like this was crazy like the he said yeah we did that right but there was just the the feeling of what was happening (laughs) when we're in my dodge dually you know with a capri camper on it yeah cruising through town doing 60 70 mile an hour in town like i don't mean on the interstates either oh wow like on we were in town on the side streets trying to chase down this little nova car holy shit and this chick is just like crazy like yeah. she we're watching her and it's just like you're on in a in tv and watching the cops chases you know cop chases are in a movie and this little car is bottoming out through intersections and sparks I can't imagine flying. what you guys are doing and you're with oh. a camper you should get some more <laughs> this, clearance i guess <laughs> this was also the time that i really realized there's no way you can outrun a cop because yeah. this chick had this little Nova, and we're running around in this big dually Dodge with a camper on it. There was no way she was going to get away from us. Because you're always following and watching. You can see everything she's doing. You can see everything where she was going. Like, it was it was so easy to follow somebody. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. The story started out. We're at the bar and in yeah. the parking lot. We're camped out. We're not going anywhere. So, we're in the camper. And... We hear somebody. This is like Cowboys Dance Hall, probably. I, I don't even know which bar it was. It was the big bar, whatever the big bar in San Antonio. That's probably was. yeah, because they have bull ridings there now. Even no, that's the that's uh, Fort Worth. No, that's Billy Bob's. This they Billy have Bob's. A, they have a Cowboys Dance Hall in San Antonio. Oh, that okay. A, that has bull ridings at it too, like PBRs. Anyway, that could have been. Yeah. Go ahead. So so that's where we were, and we're leave, and we're in the camper sleeping, and uh, Rob's passed out. I'm sitting there. We're in bed, right? And, yeah. And I hear somebody, and I'm like, "What the heck? What's going on?" So I pop my head up and take a look, and there's somebody at the back door of the camper, got the door open, yeah. and going through stuff. And I was like, well, what the heck? Who's that? Who's that? I know Rob's asleep. Rob's asleep. What's, what's going on? So I'm a, I, I think like, I'm hey, asleep. Wait a minute. And I wake Rob up, and I'm like, hey, 
what did you did you have anything in the back door or in your pants or anything? And I said that I think there was somebody just going through the back door, and he's like, "Yeah, I had money, money. I had a whole bunch of cash." And I was like, "Oh crap! Well, take a look in your jeans." Yeah, sure enough, they was gone. So we put, peeked our head out the door, and this chick's running across the parking lot, gets in her car, and we're like, "Whoa, okay." I jump up. I'm in my boxers. That's the only thing I got. And I am yeah. jump in the driver's seat and take off. We're chasing this chick around and San he, Antonio. He's, he's not in the camper. He jumped in. He jumped in, me. yeah, <laughs> in, into the okay. front, right? And and he's up there. He ca- He's on the phone and calls Calling cops. cops yeah. And he's trying to tell them, you know, tracking, figuring out where we're at. We're on this street, crossing this. Oh, no, no, we're going this way. We're going that way. And it was crazy driving around this city like this, <laughs> trying to chase this chick down. Finally, she stops, pulls over once. And hands a bunch of money to Rob through the window. And we're like, okay, good, good. And he starts counting. No, that's not all of it. That's not all of it. She's got more. <laughs> and she took off again, right? And so we're chasing her around and following her all around the city. And literally, it was like a cop chase. Like, it's, it was such a crazy event. And then uh, she does finally stop again, throws the rest of the money at Rob and through the window, and we get it. And he figures out, yeah, okay, this is all of it. So then he's still on the phone with the cops. He's been on the phone with the cops for the whole time. It had to be twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes. And they we're never sent around. anyone. And w- they couldn't figure out catch us because they were like, oh, we're crossing this street, and then we're crossing this street, and then we're oh, we're going down this one. And you guys didn't really know where you were. We had no idea. We're just yeah. trying to name off street signs as we're blowing by them, right? Yeah. And uh, finally, she stops. She gives us the money, and we're sitting there. And Rob's on the phone with the cops still. And they come, we tell them, okay, we're sitting at this location. Come to us here now. She took off again, was gone. And uh, the cops come, and it turns out it was one of the regular security guards from the rodeo. So he's, we knew, Rob knew this guy specifically. And he said, holy cow, this you guys, oh, what's going on? Like he knew who we were, right? Really? And uh, <laughs> we're talking to him, telling him, he's like, yeah, you kept saying we, they, they, we had you on the phone and, the, and they said, you're crossing this street. Well, then we'd be at that street. And then all of a sudden you're crossing this other street over here. And <laughs> we couldn't catch you guys. We couldn't make catch up anywhere. And finally they caught us and there was like four or five cop cars showed up eventually and they were all just like woohoo good story (laughs) (laughs) this is crazy right oh wow and it was and i'm still sitting here in my boxers and i'm like cops are swarmed talking to guys and yeah yeah, we're talking to these guys and just like hey just put on some pants yeah Yeah. awesome dang so that was got all your money back so it was okay that was definitely one of our big stories dang the uh First time I ever got put in handcuffs <laughs> <laughs> was with Rob Bell and yeah. Rocky McDonald. Oh, of and course, Rocky. Yeah, Rob, he's there. Rob told some of this story too. And again, yeah. he he kind of doesn't tell you quite the way it should have been told. I okay. think. Okay. And uh, <laughs> yes, it was Rocky McDonald and I was the only two put in handcuffs. Yeah. Because Rob didn't talk about what he was doing down the street with the girls and stuff and staying away from all of us that were being badasses, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. He just didn't tell you the whole part of that story either. But that one came down to pretty much Rocky McDonald getting a, me handcuffed because he ran over the top of a parked car <laughs> sitting on the street. Oh, yeah, I heard about as that. As a cop car drives by <laughs> and these guys, woo! throws on the lights and comes yeah. back to us Where, i turn again? and start running i was scared it was in in hollywood right oh yeah downtown right, yeah. hollywood we were yeah. there it was uh rob's birthday and uh oh, wow we were hanging out and and these cops threw on their lights turned around come back to us i start running i'm like oh shit Uh-oh. we're in yeah. trouble this is hollywood too right like we're 
this is where you see everything on TV of the yeah. of police brutality and everything. And there, I'm like, we're gonna get our asses kicked here. So I'm getting <laughs> out of here. And uh, I'm the first one they take to the ground because I was the one <laughs> running, right? I was like, I didn't do it. It was Rocky. He's the yeah. one. And so then yeah. they take him to the ground too. Yeah, that That's was funny. another fun one. How'd they eventually let you go? Or did you get in some trouble? No, uh, they ended up getting called away. They oh. they got another call on somebody else. Some more important stuff to do. And, and then at the same time, the guy... Rocky is like, no, it's my friend's car. It's my friend's car. Oh, like, that's right, I, yeah. I went over this car. It was my friend's car. And meanwhile, they've got us handcuffed down the street here, and they're talking to us and all this. Whoever's car it actually was came out, got in his car, and drove off. And these guys turned, and, oh, the car's gone. Well, they can't talk to anybody. can't do anything about it. So they let you and know. then they got called away on another call and said, well, it's your guys' lucky day. And they let us go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that was crazy. Oh, wow. That's well. funny as heck. Mm-hmm. Definitely some stories with Rocky McDonald. What about the one with Piggin where he's wearing the Wrangler box at the CFR? Whatever I happened there? Don't know that one. He was wearing this Wrangler box with suspenders or somebody. Maybe it was you or Rob. I forget, but it was like. Must have been Rob. Okay, but it was like a box. It was like a Wrangler, like a yellow Wrangler box and just uh-huh. suspenders. And they were like, I don't know if they were anything else, but it was just like. I remember seeing those pictures. Party, I yeah. do remember that. Yeah. I, I remember seeing pictures of that. I couldn't tell you the story. Don't know what time. happened? Okay. No. We'll leave that one off for I now. Do, no, I do remember another one of Chad Piggin, though. Oh, this and would be Rob good. <laughs> this would be good. <laughs> when we were, name. we were headed to uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, yeah. and just for a vacation. Got, that was when they got married, was it? Nope. No, it, this was just a vacation. It was just a group of us all went down. Uh, Blade Young was with us, Rob Bell, Chad. Um, there was a few people around with us. Um, and uh, in the airport, on our way down, Calgary Airport, everybody, they started drinking. drinking. They, were, they were drinking. It At was the going Chili's, on. right? Yeah. And uh, had a flight, had to stop, a layover in Seattle on our way to Puerto Varda. And they just about turn the plane around between calgary and seattle <laughs> it's not a long flight either <laughs> not a very long flight for that an one. hour and a half and they were ready to turn the flight around already because you guys because were so everybody was so pickled somebody was in the bathroom with smoking a girl oh. <laughs> yeah so somebody they knew or I, i'm was not going too deep there right i don't want to get somebody in trouble <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah names. there was there we just <laughs> got turned around there and then in the airport in seattle um there's wheelchairs, right? Like, oh, no. There's wheelchairs <laughs> Rob, he gets in this wheelchair, and Chad's pushing him around the airport. <laughs> Rob <laughs> is acting like he's disabled, oh, mentally no. disabled, oh, no. right? Oh, no. And he's just he is do that. hamming it up as much. They're drunk. <laughs> Absolutely. Hamming it up and oh, just no. out of hand. Chad's pushing him around, and there's this long ramp Uh-oh. down through, down <laughs> off a slope, right? He pushes the wheelchair <laughs> with Rob and Rob goes having fun hell, hell of a time people are looking at Chad's like no, you can't do that you can't do that and Chad's like no no he likes it it's okay he likes <laughs> it it's fun <laughs> yeah that was fun when we get into Mexico we lost Chad for a couple days <laughs> none of us knew where Chad was he comes strolling back into the resort eventually and was like hey how you guys been doing where have you been, right? <laughs> we had no idea. Oh, wow. No. That's funny. Just another one of them stories. Dang. Good times. Good times, yeah. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, Brina did just bring it to me. She she remembered one. Yeah. Um, cops, I, we were playing paintball in <laughs> Fort Worth, Texas. 
and I literally was playing paintball all day long and was going to turn out of the rodeo. Was like, nah, we're not going to go there. I, I had a shitty horse or something, whatever, some reason I wasn't going to go to the rodeo, was turning out. And then we finished playing paintball a little bit early. I'm like, wow, crap, now I can still make it. So I'm like, okay, let's get in the truck, let's get to the rodeo, I can still make it. We hauled ass as fast as we could, and the grounds at Fort Worth is a pretty big area, and they got security guards and everything, and you go through the barns into the back end of this arena to get in. And I literally blew through the gate right past the security guards and everything. Apparently they didn't like that, and they called the cops on me. Oh, no. I'm getting on this horse. Like, just horses are in the chutes, and I grab my bag and run in, and cop comes up to me at the truck, and he's like, why do you stop, stop? Well, we're going through this. You're getting a ticket. You can't do this. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Here, you can't park here. You can't park here. I threw him the keys and said, uh, go ahead, take it. I don't care. And I ran in to get on my horse. Well, as I'm getting on my horse, strapping my rigging on, the cop climbs up on the back of the chutes, and he says, uh, you you better uh, be ready when you get back here because you're getting arrested <laughs> as I'm getting on my horse. Right. And I'm like, well, okay, whatever. And get on my horse, ride my horse and get off and stub my thumb, broke my thumb. Oh no. Stopped it. Just basically stuck it right in the dirt so hard that I broke my thumb and I come back to the shoot and it was probably that thumb that saved me because I come to the shoots by this time, the cop has Don gay, Neil gay, everybody around. Like they're, he called them all in like we need to take care of this guy this guy is going to jail and uh donnie and neil basically talked him out of it because i had just broke my thumb and the cop was almost didn't believe me at first and i'm like no literally i just jammed my thumb in the ground and i broke it and that cop was so mad though. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was not impressed that i drove by them at the security gate coming oh, into man. the arena man so mm. did you win any money on the horse at least I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> no. oh, I don't think just so. stayed And yeah, oh, I totally should have because that was also w- the time that I broke my thumb just before the Olympics. Oh, man. And ended up having to ride with the cast on at the Olympics Dang. that year. <laughs> I guess we better wrap it up, eh? Yeah. Last we finish up with, the, uh, finish up with our question we ask everybody. What is your definition of cowboy shit? Definition of cowboy shit. Well, being a rodeo cowboy. Like that's to me to be a rodeo cowboy and the cowboy shit of rodeo is being down and out, busted up on the road, making those all night drives. And, you know, you have to get on. You, you have to be going and you have to be on the road and getting through those injuries, getting through those bumps and bruises and broken bones and and miles and miles and miles. That's the cowboy shit, the rodeo cowboy shit is getting on and getting through it and and doing everything you can with what you got. I like That's good. It. That's good, yeah. I yeah. like it. Yeah, did time to prepare. You listened to a few episodes. Yeah. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did. And I was absolutely <laughs> thought about it. Yep. That's good. <laughs> well, thanks, cool, Rob. Yeah. This was uh, awesome. This was awesome. Thanks cool. for doing this. Thank you, guys. Appreciate yeah. it a lot. No, man. I appreciate it because, I, like I say, I'm – happy and excited to come in and talk to about oh, yeah. rodeo again and get through some of this oh. stuff and think about reminiscing we didn't even talk about it either but the the list the top 10 list what, yeah. what was it like to to make that cool this, this long after your career that's cool i'm i'm super honored to be a part of that list right like i i i was happy with my career i think i could have done more with my career you know if i had got around some injuries and stuff and and probably focused a little bit more on the bareback riding i think it, my career could have even been a little bit bigger um, but 
to come in and, and be a part of a list like that. That's and the work that you've put into it and, and the research and the stats guy, right? Like that's <laughs> I I totally appreciate that and and I'm and I'm honored to be amongst competitors like that. Like there's there's been some great bull riders come from Canada. Oh yeah, uh, and anybody can say that. Like it's it we we've had guys in Canada that have ranked in the world lots, and and I I'm super honored to be a part of a group like that. Oh well, thank thanks for uh, thanks for doing the show with us and yeah, thanks telling for us some time. more of the stories. This was awesome. You bet. You. No, I like the place, like the setup, <laughs> and I'm glad that I was uh, here in town. To come in and, to make and, it work. and yeah. be, get a, get some of this hospitality from Ted. <laughs> I, I sure appreciate it. And, and uh, great day. Awesome. Well, thanks again. We'll uh, we'll catch up again here soon. This is uh, listen 71. This is 71. Yeah, episode 71 of Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacey. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening. We'll be, be back after this. Another song. Oh, here's one. That's not cowboy shit, but. Oh, movie. Oh, movie. Oh, movie. Oh, movie. Oh, movie. Oh, movie. I don't even know what the words do. <laughs> okay, let's start. All my way. <laughs> it's a sweet song. Sweet I don't know. Trip song. I feel like Gracie's too far into the into the beers here at Valley Ridge. No, the Valley Ridge Golf Course. We're at Mulligans. We're it's the uh, it's the watering hole here at the at the golf course. We've had a few beers today. We're having a good time. It's been nice. Been a nice day. This is a nice venue for a podcast. It's our second show we've done here. Did uh, episode like thirty something with Curtis That's, Robertson. Yeah, so long ago now. Um, he's the director of golf here at Valley Ridge. Was our guest of the show, and uh, I lost my train of thought. I'm kind of, <clears throat> I don't know. I've had a beer or two. Having a good time. I like the hat. Ways. My he's bucket got a, hat's out of control. Right he's now. got a sweet. <laughs> look, it looks like a real short, like a one inch brim yow boy hat right now. Yeah, I'm a cowboy. <laughs> Look at it with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh, it's like one of those it's little... Quite, it's, it's a versatile hat because I could either be <laughs> a fisherman, I could be an archaeologist slash adventurer, <laughs> I could be a prospector, <laughs> I could obviously be a ca- turn into a cowboy a, hat. You can be a cowboy. It's been a very versatile, nice hat. I'm you can happy be a with golfer. it. I'm super happy with it. It didn't help you golf any better today, but... Started so off cool. good, kind of tailed off the end. It's fine. I don't talk about it. That's fine. I lost all my orange balls. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if they have more at the pro shop. I'll buy myself some later. Go to golf oh. town or something. Oh dear. Okay, uh, so here we are. Playoffs. We're into uh, the actual playoffs. Into the actual playoffs now. The qualifiers are over. Uh, we got we got Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary. Calgary are Canadian shots. That's it. Three, three out of sixteen. Yep. So there's a what is there like a. Uh, that means like a one in eight, better than a one in eight chance Canada wins the cup. Hey, not like not like a great, not a great, not a great set of odds. Honestly, our best bet 
not being a homer here to win the cup is Calgary. You think so? Yeah. They're built they're built mostly for a playoff grind. I like Vancouver. They were pretty solid in the first soft, round too. Though. Soft team. They're gonna, you, they're, gonna get, they're gonna get bullied. They're soft. gonna get bullied by St. Louis. You think St. Louis is gonna just like they're baby like them in okay, the first here's round? here's where Vancouver Vancouver relies heavily on Jacob Markstrom to be their guy. Yeah, he he makes a, like plus thirty. Who's even their six. backup? Like Demko? Tasha Demko, and he's oh. great, but de- like Markstrom makes up for a lot of their blemishes on the back end. Okay. And then because they only have on D, they only have like what? Yeah. They well, they have. Do they have? Well, t- we have Tyler Myers. Oh who yeah. Sucks. Who's the who? Trubo went to New York. Yeah. So they Tyler have. But they have. They have Quinn Hughes, which he's really good, but he's ad- he's not as good on the defensive side of the puck. Tanev, Can you name any other? Chris Tanev. He's all right. Vancouver D- um, defenseman. Troy Stature's okay. Tyler that, Myers. These are literally not many guys that I. Tyler Myers know. fucking sucks. Um, and on forward, like Furland was back but he's, and made an impact, but now he's out again. He's gone. He's gone. But, uh, then, uh, but that was just for the first round. Is you think he'd be no, back he's, he's done. He's, he's done. done for he's sure. He's not coming back. Yeah, you know, man, you he went home. He's like still dealing with concussion symptoms. Yeah. Like if you can't, I was talking to my buddy who's a big Vancouver fan about this. Actually, like if he can't fight and be okay, then he's yeah. not going to be okay to play. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so but they so like, think they, Calgary's the best chance. I eh? think so. What about but what about Montreal against Philly? Man, you think they're going to get by get, Philly. You think so? Philly's on Philly's great team. They're what about Boston losing all three round robin games? Uh, so the, and the, the who else thing, lost like all the, three? Uh, well, St. Louis did not do good in the play-in. No, they well, yeah, they they're at the bottom of theirs too. Dallas the, the didn't two top, do great. The two top seeds in each conference ended up fourth in the in the round robin. Wow! But I think there was less. There was no meaningfulness in those games. Like not really. Hey, yeah. like nobody really cares. You're already in the playoffs. Doesn't matter who you get. Yeah, really. Exactly. So I think that's where like Boston and. St. Louis, like so kind of the, their their GAF level was really low. Yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, <laughs> the the qualifying rounds, you actually saw some like meaningful like. There were some great. Hockey. That was some great playoffs. Yeah. So I mean. So okay. So here we are. So we got Vegas, Arizona. Who you got? Vegas, Vegas for sure. Yeah, they're Vegas. they're scary, man. They're a good team. St. <laughs> Louis, Vancouver. Ooh. I think Vancouver Louis, could Saint win. St. Louis in seven. Oh really. I'm gonna take Vancouver in six. All right, that's legit. Vegas in four on the Arizona series, though they're gonna. Uh, Kemper will steal two games. Vegas in six. Really? Kemper's, he's unreal. I'm he's going a great with goalie. Four. Vegas is too good everywhere else. That's true. And they have Leonard too. And, and Flurry. Mark, and Flurry, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, then you got uh, Calgary and Dallas. Calgary in six. Yeah, I would say. I think I would even say Calgary in like five. Yeah, Calgary in five or six is legit. Calgary's just like their top six is deep. Yeah. The boys are playing well. And then they got if they if this Cam Helbel just continues to be steady, they'll yeah. be fine. Yep. Colorado is playing. Uh Colorado and um, it's not it's Chicago. Colorado and Chicago. That's gonna be a steamroll too. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> you think Colorado's just gonna be like four them? or five, yeah. Four or five. Colorado's unreal, man. Okay. They're a terrifying team. In the east we have Montreal, Philadelphia. Yeah, Philly and six. Philly and six. Price will steal two games, and Philly will roll them the rest of the way. Okay. They're buzzing. And they got Carter Hart's playing out of his mind. Okay. They're a good team. I want to take Montreal just for fun, but I don't know if it's going to work. But I'm going to say Montreal in, like, seven just, just to, yeah, just to be you different. You never know what I mean. Like, just Price to be could go out of his mind again. Like, he was so you good never in that know, playing right? series. You never man. know. It's Unreal. playoffs. Anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay, Columbus. Tampa. Oh, you think so? You're going to go that way? Yeah. I'm going to say Columbus. In, Again, in they're a scrappy six, team, man. And Corpus Allo is a great goalie. Yeah. Even even Ellis is good, too. But I think I think that... Um, Columbus in six. So Tampa Bay thing, I think they're realizing that their window's closing, so they're showing some urgency in their game. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, you, so you've got uh, 
Tampa Bay, I've got Columbus. And then I'm going to go, uh, what else do we have over there? We Washington. Have Washington and New York, the Islanders. Uh, that's going to be the, the capsule in that. Yeah, caps? capsule in that, yeah. Uh, I want to go the Islanders just because Felisco is an Islanders fan, and we've <laughs> got Eberle and uh, Barzell. Barzell's a freak. Um, they're, uh, they're, so I'm gonna they're, say their system's tough to play against, but I think the Caps. The Caps should win. They should win. Yeah, they should win. But everything has been on its head in this playoffs so far, for the it's most part. It's a weird part. time. It's a weird time. So to I want to say the Islanders. I'll say six games just for fun. Okay, legit. Maybe even seven. I'll go to seven. I mean, I'd say Let's Caps seven. and seven. I'll go Caps and seven. Okay, I'm going to go New York and seven. Okay, who's, our last, who's our last? Who's uh, our uh, last? Boston and... Uh, Carolina. 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 I got Carolina and seven. They're really? Man, oh. they're two of their best defensemen aren't even playing. Dougie Hamilton and, and Pesci. Are they going to be playing? Yeah, they, they're oh, back. They're, they're back. back. Okay. Yeah. And Jake, Jake Gardner, pl- the last game of like the clinching game against New York, played 13 minutes. And he's oh, a top wow. four forward and a top four defenseman in the league. Wow. And Sebastian Ajo is a freak. And so is Sveshnikov. Sveshnikov, yeah. Yeah, okay, Carolina's good. I'm down with Carolina. I would love to see Boston and Marshan. Marshan can go freaking lift, lick some golf balls. I like Marshan a lot. Later. <laughs> I like him a lot. I just, do not like him. I think the way a, that he plays, man, he plays on the edge. Oh, he's, I think just, he's, terrible. he's just a little pest. And little, it's, it's the same as having him. Kachuk on your team. Like if, he was, if he was an Only, oiler, you yeah. would love Marshan. Yeah, Guaranteed you would. I know you if would. If he's licking people. Especially you, you bandwagon <laughs> fan. I know you would like him. Okay, but I liked Edmonton for a long time. Like I liked him before. Yeah, but you can't go but back I just quit. and forth. No, but I just quit hockey for a while. I didn't even watch for a couple of years. And when Edmonton was really bad, like in the in like between twenty like two thousand eight and two thousand eleven, they're still loyal. I didn't even watch, but then I I got to be a fan of Chris because he because I met him and that was like really it's cool. You came with man. me that day, didn't you? Yeah, and I'm Weren't still been a Flames fan through and through. Yeah, you were forever. So, but I was a, more of a fan of the people. Like, he brought me back into the game. Uh, I still don't buy it. Okay, fine, whatever. Uh, anyways, <laughs> anyways, we've got our predictions. Uh, what else we got? We got some. We got a couple other things. The Tell merch. Us what do you think of our predictions? That's just if we're fucking idiots or not? Yeah, tweet us. You, you're welcome to add us. Yeah, send us a tweet. Say you're a total dipshit for taking this guy. I'll have a hockey this debate with team. anybody who listens to this podcast. Let's, yeah, and I'll put you in a blender faster than ever known. Uh, Jake Moberg, uh, sorry, but the. <laughs> The Wild are de- no, the Wild are already they're out. done. Yeah, they're so bad. Man, they were like riding this Kevin Fiala's train, and that's all they had. Sorry about that, but their goalie's done. five foot two. The Avalanche, uh, you know, I don't know. Whatever. The Avs are terrifying. Anyways, uh, merchandise now for sale. Cowboyshit.ca. Check it out. We got everything back in stock now. This week we even got some stickers. We got some uh, some hat stickers for Cowboy Shit. They, if we don't like have it, embroidered patches. You don't they're need really it. Nice. Just in this week, new <laughs> items. Yeah, if you don't have it, you don't need it. <laughs> Come check out the merch. What else? We had something else we were going to talk about. What uh, was the last thing? Po- so, I know we don't know how far off we are from this, but once this is all said and done, where's the first thing, or first where's the place. first thing you want to do or first place you want to go? Yeah. We're not going to, we're probably not going to the NFR this year. I haven't confirmed that yet, but. It's probably not happening no. for us. It's the event honestly happen. though, like, pr- like uh, I don't think we're going. In to all America. honesty, I have no idea that when I will want to go to the states next. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not even interested there. to go. It's to the messed. States. Yeah, it's messed down there. It's funny when I told the guy in uh, at the border when he thought I was homeless and he was going to let me into the states the time I was supposed to go there. I told him I was like, I, you know what, I I like the states and I appreciate like I appreciate America, but I guarantee you I will go home. I I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't need to stay here. Like I appreciate it. Like I like America. I like to travel. I like to go and see it. But yeah. I'm not staying. Like I, I like being Canadian. I will guarantee you, I'll. Be and even home, at this so. point, man, like there's, there's just so much. Like 
it's so messed up down there. It's they're having a rough time. Yeah. Hopefully so they get it sorted out. But for like, sure. but I mean, uh, yeah, they'll get it figured out eventually, anyways. But but travel, I would say, where do I want to go? Would probably be, who you know, I would almost I would almost take the money from the vacation and put it into a hot tub oh, in my stop, backyard. Man. This is not the. Question. I would like that. For fuck's I would like sakes, that. Man. No. That's not the question. Or to buy a new house. A hot tub would be dope. Hot tubs are sick. <laughs> but that's not the question. But uh, but Just it could be it could be a question. I'm gonna uh, jump in that pool to you don't <laughs> smarten up. I want you to jump in the pool anyways. <laughs> that was too cold. <laughs> I can't swim. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, where would I want to go? I don't know. Why don't you go first? I'll I would love to go. My the highest on my bucket list right now is Italy. So I want to go like check out Northern Italy, hike the Dolomites, do some bike in there, because apparently you could rent mountain bikes, that'd be dope. Or else, and then I want to do Eastern Europe. So like going through like Croatia, Montenegro, Bosnia, Greece. That's my that's the highest on my travel list when things get back to normal and when I graduate and get a real job and get okay. paid for things. I'll go with you if you want to travel, buddy. Or Be sick, something. man. I want to go. So I haven't not been to Europe yet, so that is a place. So bad. There, there's a thing here that they were planning at the golf course for everyone to go to uh, uh, South Africa. It was like a South African golf trip where you can go and golf over there and. And Remember talking with Curtis about that. I think that would be neat. Yeah. So I would I would do Africa. My last two continents, I guess, are Africa and and uh, Europe. So I got to get to those two so I can check one in off. Australia. Golfing. Yeah, been to Australia, uh, Southeast Asia, North and South America. So yeah, that's it. Africa and my number one Europe. bucket list trip in my whole life is the Spangler Cup in Davos. Oh yeah, man, that would be the best that trip would be ever. Cool. Oh, that would be, be sick. Cool. I'd be down with that. That's why I do. Whenever I, so Europe, we're gonna I, go to Europe. If I eventually get married, that's why I want to have my stag. That'd be because everybody will be so amazed. It's gonna have to be a big stag party. Be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a great time, oh, man. Okay, good time. Well, I guess that's uh, that's enough for now. Thanks again to our guest. You got anything else? No, I'm oh, good, good, man. Okay, I'm good. Thanks again to our guest, Robert Bowers. Episode seventy-one, of Cowboy Shit. Oh, you got what? What do you got? I saw a bunny. Oh, cool. <laughs> There's wildlife here. We're at the Valley Ridge Golf Course. <laughs> In uh, in beautiful Calgary, Alberta, sitting on the uh, patio at Mulligans. If you haven't been, come check it out. Gorgeous golf course. Get around. Come see Curtis, Chris, Stephen, Bryce, Mark, the whole crew. Tell them Ted sent you. Tell them I sent you. <laughs> tell them tell them you need it. Tell them the cowboy shit sent you the golf course. Uh, today, forty first round of the year, golfing. How about that? Is that good? Spoke out a hole in one. I don't know, man. I'm just glad to not have to like. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I, w- I want to go rodeo again a little bit. But I've enjoyed some golf. I've enjoyed some other stuff, so it's been good. Anyways, thanks for listening to Cowboy Shit. Ten ways to get your merch, cowboyshit.ca. Thanks for listening. See you next time. You can set my house on fire, baby. You can turn it into center and smoke. Cause house is my cold and I feel like melting on the snow Hey